Welcome to episode 76 of The Bar Dizzle. In tonight's show, we'll offer an answer to the pointed question, if former head coaches fell in a forest, would anybody hear them? <laughs> they will discuss the aftershock of all that felled coaching timber as well as other sports, spirits, brews, NFL playoff predictions and NHL mid-season grades. Guys, if I had 75 friends and 76 trombones, I'd lead a big parade for tonight's show. But, alas I seem to only have a fife and drum handy. Happy 76 to both of you. Ah, uh, well, thanks, Tessa. And uh, later on, uh, Barney Fife might just uh, drop in and <laughs> drop in all his, all things Mayberry. Maybe he has a trombone we can borrow as well, Scott. Yeah, I, I think we retired the trombone, <clears throat> uh, Dave. I believe that, that there's a better chance of hearing from Barney Miller, Barney Rubble, or that lovable purple <laughs> Tyrannosaurus Barney, and all of his friends on the 76th edition of BD, my friend. Yes. Sadly and regrettably, that is probably true. And uh, even if any of them did appear, it would probably be sans tooting trombones. So uh, we'll have to just toot our own horns. Uh, so, uh, Scott, uh, why don't you just... It's a family show. Hold on a second. <laughs> why don't you just uh, do just that? Uh, strike up the band and uh, toot out the show contents for BD76. Well, uh, you know, Miss Tessa did quite quite a fine job there. It sounds like we're, we're going to be earning overtime today with everything that she threw in there uh, and the, the kitchen the sink. Uh, but uh, we'll... We'll rifle through some uh, what we're sipping and then uh, straight into the famous 76s. Uh, got a couple sure. footballers, a, a hockey uh, player, and then uh, we'll dive into uh, NFL playoffs, Dave. And um, yeah. lots going on there. Uh, a lot of uh, coaching carousel stuff going on in the NC2A land. A little bit, and NFL land. And uh, a couple uh, uh, NC2A uh, pit notes um, this week. Uh, one one big one, one just uh, to check to see if there's a, a pulse up there at the peak. Um, <laughs> and then pulse after the that, we'll dive right into the, uh, I would still call them the surging penguins because um, they've, they've, they've been uh, stacking points lately. Uh, yeah, you nine, were man, three man two, on the scene last, last night. 14, 9, 3, and 2. Go ahead. Yep, yep. You were man on the scene last night, so you'll be able to give us uh, firsthand uh, impressions. Uh, very quick and hot uh, take on the Hot Stove League because, uh, as you put in the notes here, uh, just just uh, checking a pulse there, see if, if the yeah. Buckos are, are, are planning on doing what GMBC, uh, you know, opened up sure. his mouth and uh, wrote a check, and we're going to see if sure. they're going to cash it. Um, right. And then, uh, of course, uh, Famous events and birthdays, and then we'll hit the random roundup romp. Yes, sir. And I think that's complete. And uh, with that, my uh, my throat's dry. I'm parched, and uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into the uh, why. Uh, of course, folks don't know uh, whether we're late or not, but uh, we got about an hour late start here. Now I'll I'll get into that into the romp. Yep, there you go. And uh, with that, uh, let's uh, head on out to break, Dave. Back in a flash with what we're sipping. All right, Dave, coming back from the break with a little tunage, and uh, let's uh, dive into what we are sipping tonight. All right, man. You're up so, first. Yeah, so I'm, I'm leading off here. Scott was uh, nice to procure the uh, beers we have tonight, and I'm very, very interested in checking out this variety of Anderson Valley 
your boont as in b-o-o-n-t boont amber ale uh from anderson valley up at the top ring of their can showing ball horning since 1987 <laughs> <laughs> all right a big big deer with a rack drinking out of the some type of lake and uh so uh I'll read from the uh, stats first, 5.8% on your ABV, 16 IBU, which is yeah, fairly ab- about normal for just a, for just an amber yeah. ale with no haze or no uh, IPA or uh, PA scenarios going on. Right. So the little description that they roll out of here is amber ales are epic. I kind right. of agree. <clears throat> they are the bedrock of what we know as craft beer, and we're proud to have played our part in that journey with this <laughs> Hall of Fame. Look it up. Uh, beer, uh, balanced, flavorful, drinkable, and delicious. That's a lot of good characteristics. We'll see sure if they back it up. This is the legendary boot, Amber Ale. So I'm going to go bring it up to the old uh, iPhone. Like good day. Oh. Sounded good. We'll see Sounded good. And pouring, pouring. Back you up on that. Atta boy. Oh, boy. And yeah. you know what? I, I as I As I look at the settling very nicely – it's good color, very good color. Let's bring it up to the old uh, video, Skype video scenario. Good color, yes, yes, sir. And I, I'm very interested in this. I'll tell you why. One of the reasons is because and I don't know about what you think about this, but you and I both have imbi- imbibed in Anderson Valley's, you know, both summer solstice and yep. winter solstice. And their Hop Otten IPA is uh, legendary. Yes, absolutely. And uh, But one thing I've noticed, and I – also chatted with my my neighbor and our friend uh, Bob Lorish over here about winter solstice, and he said something that I kind of agree with. That over the last year or so, the recipe with um, winter solstice was a, a, a kind of a little sweet. Like you can only right. really have one. Right. Like it's almost like they sweetened the pot a little bit much, and, and you know how things just kind of vary with recipes as the years go on. And I kind of agree with him. So I'm kind of interested in this because maybe this is kind of their redux to you know uh reprocessing of a similar type of scenario let me smell yeah that's not really yeah, it's coming I, out I, I, I emptied the uh i emptied the whole vessel into it uh, oh yes you sure I'm did gonna, i'm gonna now, dive I, in. i'm sure this is not going to be something that i'd ever throw over my head because these guys are so here we go under our nose yep yeah that's pretty good there's a there's something right up front what is it help me uh, out it's, it's it's a little sweet up front caramel yep. caramely i think that's what it is a little bit, a little bit, um, but no, it's good though. I mean, there's the there's the one thing that hits the palate right away, which is just a caramely, not overly yeah, sweet. Here's but what I would do: bit. I would I would almost swap this out for the the winter solstice and maybe throw a little nutmeg on top of the 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 head or a little bit of cinnamon on the head if you want a little winter warmer type of flavor of the winter solstice. Yeah, because this is this just- isn't. As, as sweet as that and and as bob pointed out you know so uh so well to you is is it it, it just got to the point where it's 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 it's, it's too much like soda yeah you know, no right it's like you like you like to say sometimes oh maybe i'll just have a pepsi you know, right. i don't know <laughs> you know or whatever but no i mean this is this is fine i mean I, I i wasn't sure what i'd get i i what i was hoping for was kind of a more uh uh kind of like a uh crafted together mixed uh mixture that that i don't get any particular thing up front as i've said so many times to you people that listen certainly at nauseum is that i my my particular thing that i look for is something that is crafted together and i don't feel like oh that's cinnamon oh that's nutmeg oh that's 
whatever. And then, you know, it goes down and it's okay, but I don't, I don't like to get one thing up front so much. But yeah. What I would say is, okay. is on, on, on an Amber Ale, I'm, I'm looking for just a little bit more bitter. Yes. Correct. You know, like a firehouse correct. red. Yes. Uh, or, or even Killian's uh, back in yeah, the day. You know what? You just stole that right out of my mouth. I was going to say, even Killian's has like a more, you know, mixture rich type of little bit of bitterness to it. Yeah. I think, it, I think know? it has less mixture. I think it just has a little bit more on the, on, on the IBU end of it to, well, to true. even true. it out. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Maybe if you, you, you threw a little cinnamon on there or nutmeg on there and, and uh, maybe even a little bit of black pepper on it, I bet might, might help. Yeah. Knock that down a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you hate to have to kind of like play science experiment with a beer though. I'd like to be able to get that without, yeah, I mean, this... I, look, I could. It, the more I drink it, the the, the more I like it. Let's, let's put. Yeah, it that I would way. have. Yeah, I would have some in rotation here and there. Yeah. It's not. It's it, believe me. It's it's well done. These people know what they're doing. I mean, it, it's it, this is not a cheap imitation uh, amber ale that you'll see by you know Joe's Amber Ale or something. You know, it's, right. it's it's definitely a professional company that knows what they're doing that way. And I, well, we're kind of we're kind of nitpicking, but because we've had so much experience at this shit, right? Is that we we, we kind of have. We kind of deserve. We, we kind of have the license to be able to nitpick because of the hundreds and hundreds of these different varieties of different types that we've had, and we know right away what we what we feel when we taste something. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of lead off the rating scenario, and you know we go by obviously one to five or a dump to a five and whatever. I'm probably gonna go about two five zero oh, two seven five at the high side. Maybe two seven five. It might be more fair to Anderson Valley. That's probably where I'm going to off to you, Scott. Yeah, that, that's where I, I'm starting and finishing is the uh, two seven five. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, owed to uh, uh, BD seventy five. No, um, <laughs> it's yeah, uh, was- yeah. I mean, it's a solid beer. I would I would definitely drink more than more than one of these. Like, uh, and I only bought two. I bought I bought four beers, so it's not like I'm I'm sitting on a bunch and, and need you to come right, over right. and help me choke them down. <clears throat> Um, yeah, no, it's 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 above average, not great, not below average. I I just I just don't want to have that first thing come out because then I'm I'm chasing it the rest of the way. Going was it gonna? But I, like you said earlier, as I have a little bit more, yep. I, I understand what they did. And to your point, if you kind of flaked it with some stuff that would knock that down, and or or if you had something or, like a, 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 a food a, preparation, a pretzel with, with some beer cheese or mustard sure. or something like that to to balance the, the, the sweetness. And I, I I, I like it. I just, you know, two, seven, five is, is a solid score. I mean, Oh yeah, it's a solid score. Yeah. We're not. Yeah. And we, and and if we're, if we're hovering below that and going to two or something, we're really not liking it. Right. Right. If we're giving something, something that low, by the way, just a random interjection, the beer, cheese, pretzel, little logs they have those at the casamigos club boy is that shit good they have but you have <laughs> yeah, to go yeah. out there i mean the, the club the casamigos is open through the second period but you really have to have those like in the first or maybe early in the second intermission because they kind of leave them out so they'll be kind of yeah. sitting there and getting a little bit crusty yeah but uh but you know yeah this is solid uh, I, I would i would have another one i would ever would i really buy them on a regular basis no i maybe i'd mix in a single here and there and put it in a rotation. I'll tell you what I would would like to do is is have it on draft to give oh, it a, yeah. a final yeah. score. 
Yeah, because sometimes you have texted me various times when you've landed places when you're pohoing, or you know do, doing it, you know like a pregame or just right. doing a quick poho before or, or pregame before poho that you'd say, hey, I I got this on draft. Like when we yeah when we first had um, uh, big wave on draft, like wow, wow, you know like this yeah. is a, this is guess, a level. Guess up, what I had you know? for di- with my with my uh, waiting for the pizza dinner, big yeah. wave on draft. It does uh, a good. The good, good fellas. Good, good feller. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I good for you. I, I had two of the three offices today. I'll, I'll get into that later. <laughs> it's okay. Sounds good. So on to your uh, varietal. Yeah. Here, so, Peter, um, sir. By, by the way, uh, the beers were sourced from uh, uh, show favorite uh, haunt where Dave and I uh, kind of first started uh, chit chatting, and, and it turned into to bar Dizzle at uh, Pomodoro's uh, okay. pizzeria and restaurant. Okay. And uh, the the lovely Jess uh, helped me uh, grab a couple of these, so I'll I'll throw actually I'll throw a shout out to her and Stephen uh, when there I post. Um, so you uh, got singles Facebook. of these there? What's or, that? Yeah, or, I got both of these. Okay. There. Yep. Sounds good. Yep. Okay. So All right. uh, onward. Back to three Floyds. If you remember, I had uh, a zombie dust, which which I rated very high. Um, yeah, I liked it as well. Yep. And uh, this is lunar. Wait a minute. I thought I had uh No, what? yeah, when you said that I wondered because you have a different Yeah. You have a different one here which is this uh well yeah, Lunar Throne. Yeah, Lunar Hazy Throne. IPA. Yep, yep. Uh, but you have a different one yeah, shown I thought in it your was description. The zombie of the, ice. There, yeah, it must have been right no, next to the, it when I when I went over to grab the the Boont. And by the way, Boont is cuz uh Anderson Valley's in Boonville, so it is it is called uh, Boont. Um yeah, so this is yeah, actually so I different than it, what you put in the notes. Which, which, which is interesting because I was going to have another nugget because yours was 5.8% and, and the zombie <laughs> ice was 85 So it was, a, it was a flip-flop of the numbers. But Ooh. we are on Lunar Throne. That's what happens when you drink at lunch, folks. That's, yep, yep. Uh, so I'm going to go off the cuff here. It's a, it's, a, it's a hazy IPA. The other one was a, a, a double pale ale. So, you know, maybe it's pretty, pretty good that although we're not driving anywhere tonight. New. Uh, this is 7.3 on the ABV, and it says a bright and juicy hazy IPA featuring tropical fruit aromas and loaded with American hops. Threefloyds.com. Boom. Boom. Uh, so. The three that looks like the Motorola. Say, yeah, it looks like the sideways the the Motorola. Sideways Motorola. Uh, I wonder if we're going to get, get sued for uh, copyright. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess Motorola still is in business. They're, they're, they're trying to sell flip phones with uh, Android on them. Anyway, uh, <laughs> here we go. Let's, uh, let's see if I can get a little... Hello, boy. Back you up. Little, little splash action there on the microphone and screen. Let's uh, see what this. Oh yeah, definitely hazy. Definitely, definitely hazy. hazy, hazy, hazy good. I'm into haze. Through the haze. Uh, Gonna oh, put yeah. myself. In. Look at that head. What song was I just saying? Oh wow. That's, oh, driver this, eight. I hope this. I hope this tastes as good as it smells, Dave. So the song Driver 8 by R.E.M., one of my favorite early tunes oh, yeah. of those, they say, seeing through the hate. Wow. Did you wow. Get, get, some, get a whiff that, of that. Yeah, that's some that's some Diz Ends His Ace right there. Let me, uh, I, better, I better do a little swish before we dive in here. Hold on. Yeah, so I'm going to do the same. Stand by. Please hold. All right, here we go. Uh, got, a, got a nice, it's a nice dark haze too, and it's thick. Yeah, it is. Thick. It's like, it's, it's like a breakfast cereal. Here it goes under our nose. Chin chin, Dave. Chin chin. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, it's a good thing that we we did the lineup yeah. the way that we did because yes, that that other one would have felt like uh, like tea a, water. A, a Pepsi with a, a, an extra packet of sugar in it, like a cherry coke. <laughs> <clears throat> wow, this is you know what the fifty five I used up here a little bit, but you know what I can't. Well, I, I don't know if like it's fifty five because that's that's. Oh, that's, that's right. That was the other. That yeah, was I'm, the gonna, other I'm thing. gonna. Sorry, while, while we're while we're jibber jabbering, I'm gonna yeah. effort while to uh, do some real time correction here with the three the the, the Floyds. Yeah, go go and, and, and research that. But uh, as you're as you're as you're uh, scanning Efforting. and being Googleicious on the uh, the one we actually did here, your uh, lunar throne. Uh, it's I'm going to just say this. It's a it's a good um, it, it's a good density and a good feel on uh, palette for a haze and. You know, because haze is, I don't know what you think about this, but I, I've, I've started to get away from, like, you know, my palate changed over the years and never used to be able to do anything like this. But some of these really light hazes, I'm not into them so much. Like, I, I'm not, like, if you're going to be haze, just go balls out and, and, and be at least 40 something. Right. Or, or whatever. Because if you if you try to do the light haze thing, then just get, you know, just get a, I don't know. I mean, you can just get like a blonde or some ale or something. You know, you don't need to. But no, I, I like it. Did you find out the actual IBUs? No, I don't even see it on their site. What the hell? Really? What the hell? What there's the a little hell? bit of as you're as you're doing that. I'm, um, there's a little bit of dankness on the uh, uh, initial um, initial intake, if you will. Right. Um, and I'm on Beer Advocate right now. Yep. And it's. Uh, seven point three. Uh, I don't see. I don't see an IBUs on here. It's seven point three on the uh, ABV. Well, sometimes you know they they uh, for whatever reason they don't they don't publish. Yeah, and, and based on sometimes it being a haze, they they take the opportunity to say, <laughs> well, you, when you mix everything in, you can't really get a, you know, you can't really get a an actual. IBU count right. because of all the different stuff that's involved in it. So not even on their site do they really say No, I don't maybe maybe it's uh, discontinued. Um you know what it says on the top of the top of the ring there says it's not normal. <laughs> it's not, it's, <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. No, I did not see that. And, and maybe funny. they replaced it with this uh, barbarian haze. Uh, that's kind of By know. the way, this is this beer is on Instagram. Is it? Just looking at yeah. It says, look, there's an Instagram post in here. Uh, this robust, hazy India pale ale has notes of mango, guava, and papaya with a subtly sweet finish reminiscent of orange and currants, plus the floral notes that come with the addition of an abundance of American hop varieties. Yeah, I think that that, that, that current is the uh, the stuff we're picking up that's a little bit different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and, and there, there's, a bun- there's, there's several different... Um, uh, places that I, I went to to try to uh, to try to glean the uh, IB. Okay, so let's just let's just let's just guess. I, I'm saying that this is probably hovering around fifty. Yeah, uh, because, forty-five, fifty. I would say. Yeah, I would say because I tell you why. It's because uh, Scott and I were chatting before the before we started the festivities tonight. Is that I just recently procured uh, one of definitely our favorites here. Trogues uh, Nugget Nectar um, up at uh, 
market district, Giant Eagle, because they had just come in. And the guy, right. who I've known, I know a lot of the guys out there today, the guy, the truck literally just pulled away. So they had a 9 <laughs> for a six pack of tall boys. And just like this one, it has notes of uh, you know, resin and, and mango. And, and you know me, Scott, I'm, I'm not mango friendly, right. uh, but I don't, I don't really taste that. It's part of the mix. It's part of the wart whatever but it's right. it's not like hitting me like oh mango like like mango tango like sweaty teddy uh you know it's not like it's part of the mixture but it's not the mi- mixture it's right. not out front so no i i, I like this I, I would say only because i had a nugget nectar before oh, before I, you got I did, on i did find it in there you uh, found it yep yep it, it 78 really yes god is my palate changed 78 you know what i you know what i i can say let me let me walk that back when i first had i had the first sip when you were realizing that the one you had in our notes wasn't the, the right one and you were kind of you know soft pedaling to right. figure out the actual beer we were doing i did get hit with a lot of ibus right away more more actually than nugget nectar um so I, i'm not surprised because i am feeling the cranberries linger of it but not in a bad way Right. Well, no, the other no. thing too is, is 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 you had a little bit of preparation with that that nugget nectar earlier. I, well, I did. I mean, I swished and swished, but you're right. Once when something gets on your taste buds, um, right, you're 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 almost. You're, it's almost you have. Yeah, like, you, uh, you, you you took your your taste buds for a, a, a like a thrill ride. You were you were you were way <laughs> up there with a nugget nectar, and then you came. You did a little swish. You came down, and you got that almost. Well, it's like a cherry primer. coke. It's like a primer. Like it, yeah. I primed and then you hit my the cherry coke. With, I primed my taste buds. <laughs> and it took, and you, it the took me the coke. other way. Then, then it's like a, it's like the jackrabbit at Kennywood. Yeah, it's right. like, a, but you know, uh, let me let me take a taste again before we do some ratings. Hold on, stand by. Yeah, this the seventy something. I can see it because what is Dale's is like what sixty five or something like that. I think I think it's under seventy. Yeah, uh, DPA. I'm pretty sure. Uh, and this this definitely gets me with IBUs as. As soon as I drink, as soon as it, <clears throat> as soon as it goes down the craw, I, I get, I definitely get. I think this. You know what? I, I, here's what I'm going to say about this. I think this 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 would be, I think, a little bit better at about 55, right? Or 60. I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't think they needed to go that over the top with this. Um, yeah, they sh- they should have heated uh, Sammy Hagar. I can't drive 55. I can't. <laughs> but uh, so uh, well, so since this was your. Uh, selection why don't you lead off the old ratings well, the interesting thing to me is i i, I think that it's it i still think it's a, a a very strong uh entrant you know into the haze wars if you will sure but the problem is is the, the field is is so large and so it deep is. and and there's there, there's, there's a lot there's, of all-stars yeah, in there. yeah i mean it's you know, it's it's like having a, a top twenty five team in, in basketball or football in the NCAA trying to trying to make it into the the top twenty, top fifteen, and mm-hmm. you know you can, you could be playing well, but you know the other, the other teams are are playing well too, and and they've been there and right. done that. So, what I would say is I, I, I'm gonna I'm I'm kind of stu- I'm kind of stuck uh, stuck in the middle here. Uh, all Steelers will I'm 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 coming back in at two seven five, Dave. Yeah, I'm about right there. I'm I'm probably gonna just drop it a quarter to two five again because listen, the two the two and a quarter of my two point five is that how well crafted it is 
the Hayes is right. I only, I only would would criticize them. The fact that it's just overly IBU'd, and I don't think it really needs to be that that level um, because a lot of people that drink this type of beer, they're they're used to something being the forty five to fifty range. But it, it doesn't need to be all bold and piney and, and stuff when you're a haze. I think 50-something would have been totally satisfactory. In fact, if this was about 50-55, I think it would be excellent. I think it would be in the four range. That's that's how much I think about that. So I'm going to just drop drop about a quarter from you and go 250. 250, all right. Um. <clears throat> and not in a horrible way. Like right. It's not something that it, it ruined the taste of it by having it be so – Heavily IBU'd. It's just it, not necessary, in my opinion. On well, White that's for paint. sure, and, and, and especially understanding the 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 zombie uh, dust that I had. And, and that was and, good. And loved. That was really good. Uh, it, it just it's it, it's just off off a little bit. Yeah, it grows on me a little more the more I have it. You know what? Yeah. And the more you let it settle in the cup, Scott, and just let it settle, and then drink it again. I think some of it dissipates by just coming out of the can and, and being able to find, you know, to find some air, you know, and, but, and again, here's, here's the problem though. And, and, and <clears throat> you, you and I were talking about it the other day when, when I thought something was discontinued, like th- this is in, in the same category and league for the most part as Sierra Nevada powder day. And right. that's it. That that's a, f- Four and a half plus beer, and this is yeah a two seven five beer in my book, right? And 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 you know Scott and I both you know we have these gold standards, and when we agree that something is at the top of our chart, we have to both be in agreement of it. We we you know we're generally not we're usually not very far off, but but I guess beers like Dale's and like Powder Day and some other ones that we've had that that really uh, uh, Robo Jack and Brew Gentleman. You're you're now competing. You're now competing with the big boys at the top of the division. Yeah. You know that you got the Yankees, Red Sox, and you know whatever. And so now, you know, if you're the Rays, you're you're going to have to come strong because uh, th- those guys have set the standard. And and that's why I think this falls a little short yep. because I think maybe they just tried to to be so different. Yep. That we're just going to up up the IBUs and see if that if that turns the tide for people. And I think they would have been. Uh, better off just 55 in it or so. And I think yep. they really would have had a strong product. So, but both are, you know, both, uh, I would say Scott, and I'll throw it back to you. I mean, both are, are something I would have again. And I have a feeling that if I let this sit a little bit and we're talking over a game or something like that, and we're sitting out and we're, we're chit chatting about the penguin game and, and between period stuff and shots on goal and how the goal yeah. is doing or whatever. And then I went back to sipping on it. It would probably be, be dissipating IBU wise. I, I so. would say this 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 would be a classic target for the uh, the, the Dave uh, Ice uh, hand grenade. <laughs> yeah, <right>. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right, so, Dave. A couple so, of decent uh, ones. Yeah, let's uh, let's uh, get ready to party on out of here with these two seventy fives and. Um, Come back with uh, the thing. 76s. 76s. Yeah, buddy. All right. Back in a few. All right, David. 
let's dive into the famous number 76 is yeah man i thought there'd be more but there wasn't yeah, uh, I even thought I even thought we might get a a basketball one to, to sneak in here, and uh, just didn't just didn't happen. That's all right. We got a lot of stuff to cover tonight, so yeah, that's Less, true. Maybe more tonight. That's true. It's that time of the year. Um, so nothing in baseball really, and uh, let's let's dive into the football. We'll start with the uh, the Hall of Famer anyway, right? Uh, big guy Orlando Lamar Pace, Dave. Yeah, all six, seven, three hundred twenty-five LBs of them. Good I mean, goodness gracious! Lord. I remember when he played <clears throat> at, at the Ohio State University. Oh, that was a good one. Did you crack? Did you get any on you? No, no. I'm a okay. professional, Dave. Come on. Uh, oh, of course, yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah. So Sandusky, Ohio High School, um, and basically stayed home to go to school at the at, the, at your Buckeye. College and uh, I remember I remember his career there. I just remember I, I, yeah. when I started to really, really start watching a lot of college football in earnest because obviously the next year your Pitt Panther yeah. won your national title under Johnny Majors. Um, but um, look, this this guy was uh, obviously clearly as you saw him play games and you know the coverage of college football wasn't so granular as it is now where they have pretty much every block somebody yeah made on tape and you see all kind of stuff at the right. draft where they're breaking down scientifically, but, uh, he was a one, one, Yeah. by the way. So he was, and you know, for, and I'll just throw this back to you right now, Scott, is if you're an offensive lineman at one, one, you're pretty damn good as a tackle. <laughs> well, we'll he's got, the, he's got the yellow jacket to prove it, Dave. Uh, he does. Uh, <laughs> right. And, and you know, when, when, when you look at the, the, uh, you know, for unfortunately for for guards and, and those guys, they've got a, a much smaller stat box that I that I put in there after the, sure. the bullet point details on in the show notes. 169 games, 165 games started, Dave. Yeah, for an interior lineman on either side of the ball, that's strong because you know you're always going to get those either friendly yeah. fire or yeah. a guy falling on you, rolling up your knee or. I mean, you're in a train wreck every play. That's right. Uh, you know, so you you just you just hope you know you you do the sign of the cross when you, before you play every game. Just just pray for health, right? You know, and and whatever and whatever right. God gave me, I'll make the most of it. But you know, the pro football reference, you know, stats are you know they're as you said the yellow yellow jacket proves it seven time Pro Bowl, three time All Pro, uh, obviously H O Famer, All Two Thousands Team, yeah, won the one Super Bowl there. Well, um, that was the greatest show on turf, right? Uh, I think he was still, I think he was at the end of his career when he, I think you are right, sir. It was right at the end. Cause he almost left before that. Right. <clears throat> and I think he got dinged a lot. That may be where he missed a couple games that year. And you're like, well, is he going to stay around for, yeah, I think you're right. He, he stayed around for that. And uh, you know, the, the, it's, it's whenever you're a guy that if you look at these games started 13 in his rookie year, and then, started every single game all the way to 2005. I mean, every single stinking game yep. and, 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 and played. I mean, now he had 10 games started in 2002 and that's probably where some of those injuries came in. He'd had something went on there, but basically every game that he appeared in, he started and, you know, it's just uh, only, only four missed uh, uh, starts. And so, you know, 12, if you have a 12-year career, if you have any kind of double-digit, Scott, career in the NFL, that's big. I don't yeah. care. You know, 
and you're playing in the interior line or if you're a running back, anybody that's seeing constant contact, uh, right. that, that's a big deal. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this, you know, one, one and, and, you know, he, 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 you know, delivered, delivered the goods that, you know, there's, he's, he's no Drew Bledsoe. I don't think Bledsoe was a one, one, was he? He was, he was a one. No, he there, was but, in the first round, but yeah. I, I don't remember. Cause he was like in what, uh, Washington state or yeah. somewhere out West or someplace, oh, yeah. but Washington, he was a cougar. Yeah. And, uh, just, just that. was lighting it up, lighting it up. And, um, yeah. But yeah, this guy deserves the accolade. I mean, such a huge, I mean, the guy, you see these guys, it's like, how does, <clears throat> how does God create a human being with a neck like that and a body like that? And, and just, you know, how does he get through a door jam? You know, you know but, uh, you know, look, he deserves all the accolades. So, uh, yeah, for sure. So we're moving on to the, yeah, let's our move guy. On you to want the, to save to him the for local last. franchise here. And, yep. uh, you know, the, what, what was his nickname? Bananas or something like that? Uh, you know, I don't remember. All I remember, Scott, is I remember the signs they used to have at Three Rivers, right? And some of them were ones maybe you didn't see as much because you were still kind of watching Bugs Bunny a lot in the mid seventies. <laughs> but I mean, uh, it was Banna Sack that yeah. he put up as one of the one of the things. Uh, I remember, and and this I'm, I'm getting off on a little rant here, so just bear with me. But some of the ones I I loved, they had a, a linebacker named Dennis Dirt Winston. Oh yeah, was 54. I remember him. Fifty three. Fifty four. Or was fifty three or fifty four? I can't remember. I think it might be fifty four. We, we can look it up. But I can effort that. <clears throat> yeah, you can effort. But it, on the sign, one of the signs that they had was they had Winston, and it was it was in black and gold, but it was a cigarette box. Yeah, and it had hazardous to your health. <laughs> right, From Winston, hazardous to your health, and of course you had the uh, yeah fifty. Still, uh, he was fifty three. Okay, and then uh, he went to the Saints and was fifty six, and then he came back okay. to the Steelers and was fifty five for one okay, season. Okay, so so fifty three in his formidable years yeah. in the Steelers. So. Um, but anyway, I, I conjured that one up. Don't ask me what I had for job. dinner last night, though, buddy. Good, <laughs> good job. But but uh, back to our regular programming. I, uh, look, uh, John, like he was the swing tackle and swing defensive end. What 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 kept him on this team is, and Mike Tomlin says this all the time, but he didn't invent it. But back before people even used this term, position flexibility, Scott. Yeah. So if you can play D end. And D tackle, and if you know somebody's dinged in that in that steel uh, curtain front four, and you know, they can't go, Elsie can't go, Dwight right. has something bothering him. Yeah, you know, he can mm-hmm. he can he can drop in at D end or D tackle, and he was a swing. And then I recall, like in one of the three Super Bowls that he was part of, that 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 they, he was a winner of. Uh, you know, he had to jump in there. I I, I want to say it might have been the seventy five one, and I know that. That um, uh, Joe Green was hurt a little bit in one of those, and he 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 missed a little bit of time, and and they kept having to rotate people in because he was dinged up, and you know this guy was he made the most of his. If you look at this, twenty two and a half sacks, Scott, and only he's talking about ninety one games, but he didn't start this a lot of this game. He only started what thirty five or forty or whatever it was. And yeah, you know, I, th- he, and I think if you look at that seventy nine season, and and you know I was. Um, I was fully aware and, and uh, mostly uh, off of Bugs Bunny by the 78 and 79 <laughs> Super Bowl. So I, 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 you weaned um, off the fudge. Yeah. I, at that I, point. I, I, I vividly remember those. And, and I remember the guy cause look, he, the 79, he had five and a half sacks for, for an interior lineman. 
I think that was the one I was thinking of. Yeah, that for later an interior on. lineman, I mean, in. that's that's yeah. and, and that's where where Joe was, you know, getting long in the tooth. Yeah, I think that you think you're right. I think you, you you're conjuring my memory back up now that he had to play a lot more. And when he got in there, he made the most of his opportunity. And like, wow, this guy's got it's a playoff game, and he's got two sacks or yeah. two and a half sacks or something. So I think that he, you know, he, I guess what I'm trying to make as a point is he wasn't clipboard Cliff Stout, you know, just standing around the sideline. <laughs> yeah. He he went in there, and when he in there, he made an impact. Yeah. You know, he he, he you know he was a younger guy, and he was eager to get in there. But you know, the thing that fascinates me is I look at the uh, the, the the stats, Scott, is that only two hundred forty two pounds. I mean, six three two forty two is an interior <laughs> lineman. I mean, not Grace. I mean, of course, that was back. In, he couldn't tackle the bus if he tried. <laughs> uh, yeah, that wouldn't be that wouldn't probably work out too good for him. But but you know, he was a strong dude, strong yeah. like bull. And I think he was – look, he just made the most of his – Yeah. When he came in there, he didn't just say, oh, we're going to go after this Banasek guy and we'll just have a field day. He held his own. And all you ha- – and I'll just throw this back to you, Scott, is that when you come in there like that and you're a guy that's got a helmet, if you got a helmet, as a lot of people say, every coach says, that you're expected to be able to do a job. But he didn't just go in there and just be okay and, 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 and not suck. He actually made some plays. Yeah, that's right. I mean, he was he was a, a an important cog in the uh, the the steel curtain or a curtain uh, curtain hook, whatever they call those things. <laughs> curtain uh, rod, curtain hook. Yeah, but yeah, you know, he born in Cleveland. We will, uh, you know, we'll forgive him for that. But no, I mean, he's, he's one of those guys that's, is, that's you know, and we always kind of relate back to hockey and baseball for the most part. But he's one of those glue guys that that glue you guy. know he's he's, he's not going to look. He's not going to make you look silly when you put him out there. Right. That's my point. That's my point. You're like, oh my god, I hope this guy just doesn't make a fool of himself. Right. Right. And, just and, get in and there. He, you, know. He, you know, he he turned uh, you know those 78, 79 playoffs into you know the the Nick Bonino, Bonino, Bonino. Sure. Right. right. And that's that's you're right. And that's not easy to do. I mean, he was uh, where was he at in the draft? Actually, uh, I think he was a free agent. Oh, he's a free agent. So let's even more. I think more. so. They don't, they don't have anything listed under the uh, Eastern Michigan. Same as Mr. Charlie Batch, right? Yeah. Is that the same school? So they're alum there. So yeah, I mean, I'll just wrap it up by this. I just think he was a guy that seized his opportunity on a championship caliber team and didn't come in there and suck because that's a big standard that they had on that defense. Uh, and, back when the standard <laughs> was the standard. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know what? It, it, back in those days, Scott, when you had the Hams and Lamberts and Blunts and everybody else in the front four that they've had still curtain that if you were going to get exposed, that was probably where it was going to be. It's like, this guy's the weak link. We're going after him and we're going to run to this side. And he, he didn't do that. He held his own and that's all they expected of him. Yeah. And, he did it. and what I would say back, back in the day when, when they were so good back then, you know, when, when Steelers made cuts, those cuts always made other, other teams because oh, yeah, that team was so good. Absolutely. So for him to even make those teams, correct, you had to be good. You had to be because easily they could have just chucked him to the weeds and right. said, like, we got enough guys and whatever. But he, you're right. He he held his own enough for, for the Emperor Chaz to keep him around for several years. So, all right. Good off the pucks. And, uh, pucks. oddly enough, uh, this uh, guy comes in with the, uh, you know, uh, two initials, uh, PK Subban. <laughs> right. Subidoo. Subidoo. Yep. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and and a, a heck of a player. I mean, I'll I'll let you lead, but I just I I, I love the 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 cut of this guy's jib. I mean, I'll, he, 
he he played uh, up to the edge and into the gray area where you did. know you, you typically like players to play, especially on did. defense. Did did did, and you know what? Big shot too. Big 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 shot. I mean, like he yeah. he was a a, a a a power play guy. I mean, I don't know what his total numbers are. We could you know ever done with power play goals, but he was he was obviously number one power play with that big shot of his. And like you said, played on the edge a little bit, you know, and that's fine, you know, as a, a, a defender. You know, pretty strong, and and I yeah, the only recent memory I have of him, Scott, was when he finished out. He ended up being in Nashville, and, yeah. And you know, when the, the Penguins won that series in six against your Predator, yeah. That there was a, there was a one sequence. You know, the whole series, and this is when I was going over to my one buddy's man cave. You know, to watch some of the the, the right. games back in the day, and uh, and that back to back scenario with the Penguins. That series, he made it his mission to like really make Crosby's life miserable. He would take that extra shot at him, yeah. like you said, played on that edge. And you know what? A, a lot of people would say, yeah, you know, well, he's an asshole. Well, you know, because you have to do something against 87 because, you know, he, he'll make your life miserable. If you don't try to slow him down, if you don't try to get him off his game on the edge, but hopefully legally, but. You know, you uh, you have to almost do that, or he'll just terrorize you. And and, and, and I, I understand what he did, but my lasting memory was the one sequence. I don't remember what game it was. I think it might have been the the game five where the Penguins could have actually won the series here. But uh, they got in a scrum behind the net, and Crosby at that point had just had enough. I right. mean, he he was getting abused by this guy for you know once you're getting like three or four games, Scott. Yeah, everybody starts to get that that hate for each other right. after three or four games. And he just took so much stuff like by the whistle at the, at the, at the echo of the whistle that, 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 that Sid just got him on the ground and started rabbit punching him like in the back of the head. Yeah. But he just was He just said, I've fucking had enough. And he was just, he was just down there. Like, remember that old referee giving him the business. Yeah. He was just giving him the business. <laughs> and, uh, but look, look, he's a, he's a nice player. And, He's a pretty good addition to um, ESPN's uh, you know, hockey because he's glib. He's a dresser. He has some he has some funny things yeah. that he does. And I, the interesting yeah, him thing and, about his career, and I didn't realize this. I knew he won the Norris Trophy, but he won it in 2012-13 when he only played 42 games. Yeah, he was on the All Rookie Team of his first year too. Yeah, yeah, um, but that was NHL. yeah, that was right, 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 uh, and and ten eleven. But he he won the Norris Trophy. I mean, it must have been a a, a late class to win it with only forty two games played. Well, this is true. I mean, I mean that's that's absolutely true. And then one thing that stuck out to me too was you know with the award thing, the the Clancy Award, which is like a, a award for you know people sh uh, showing like sportsmanship in the uh, in the heat of battle type of thing. I thought it's that like, was the uh, Masterton. Masterson. Well, well, you know that's that's sportsmanship, but the but that, in fact, I, I looked this up uh, before, but it's the uh, annually given. In fact, I still have it on my humanitarian phone. Humanitarian contribution award, right? Humanitarian uh, best exemplifies leadership qualities on and off the ice, who has made a significant humanitarian contribution to his community. Yeah, so good for him. Right? Punches from I was, Sid. I was kind of hybriding the uh, thing with the Masterton, but but you know he, he's a, he's a good you know his brother's a goalie. Yeah. I think it's still. Kind of floating around the league, it yeah. hasn't really got a lot of traction in the in the NHL. But like, nice career for the guy. He ended up playing on a on a Stanley in a Stanley Hell Cup of a final. Flamboyant so. wardrobe too. Yes, he does, man. The guy is a he's Natalie clad that that man. So <laughs> <laughs> so good stuff on the seventy sixes, buddy. 
Yeah, so let's uh, let's get ready to take a pause for the cause here and uh, head on out to the uh, the break here and come back with the. Uh, here we go in the snow. Yeah, that's right. Here we go in the snow. All right, back in the day. All right, buddy. Dave, leading us in here with some stream beats. Hey, boy. Royalty free music. Name of this one is What If. What If. How about that? What If. That's here we go in the snow, as you said. Here we go in the snow. Well, you know, speaking of snow, uh, I just heard, this was just recently released. I think actually my sister was telling me about this. They, The uh, Buffalo Bills organization they put out a call to uh, volunteers to get 20 bucks an hour to shovel snow tomorrow which there's supposed to be a, a high snow event tomorrow in right in advance of the windiness that's going to be supposedly on on sunday which could be really kooky um so they they're starting at 10 p.m tomorrow they people work through the night i guess to try to right. to try to extricate as much uh, powder off of your uh, stadium there in Orchard Park, but um, I Mark Stadium, correct? Yeah, and uh, so um, it, it's just—it's like the uh, what was the the, the thing? Uh, who was the guy that did the, the detective? Very interesting, you know that. You know, I don't know who that was, but um, but you know what? Uh, it's it nine and a half point dogs. Your Steeler and. That's a big uh, one. And, and, you know, I, I get that, you know, Buffalo has been the hottest team in the league, uh, you know, after, you know, pooping their pants onto like a six and six or seven and seven record and come back to, to win five in a row. Right. Something like that. It's somewhere along the line. I've and, seen that fish uh, before. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> uh, and, you know, have found ways to, to win sometimes not looking great doing it, but they don't ask you how they ask you how many. That's right. And, and and so that's that's out there, and, and obviously their uh, ability to to change the game quickly, especially with Mr. Josh Allen, who right. you know what, with his eighteen or something interceptions, like crazy, yep. sometimes will force things, but but he also finds a way to to break free for a a, a, a big personal gain on his own, or or make a big play that you like how. The hell could he throw the ball across the field and get it to this guy at the ten yard line? So he he just tends to to make big plays, and we'll see how that goes. But I just want to go to reindeer just for a second. So so I mean, I, I just feel so good for this 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 guy because you know what he sat in the wings. There was a big article in the Post Gazette about him and coaches and players that played with him and, and things like that. And one of them was uh, uh, Villanueva that played offensive line when he was oh, yeah. here. And he's one of his best friends still. Right. It talks about how he's really unflappable and his his faith and whatever. But yeah, this is still no small shake. So in three games, Scott, he's amassed seven hundred and nineteen yards, seven hundred and nineteen passing yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, and a one eighteen passer rating. Uh the other guys combined are, you know, like seventy point eight and eighty seven point seven. Yeah. With like a combined three touchdowns and two picks. So no, I'm not. I'm, I'm well. I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm looking at. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the uh, reindeer stats. But the other guys, not coming near that. I'm not going to break down their stats. I was looking at actually Mason's earlier stats. But here's my thing about Mr. Rudolph: is that he sees a spot now 
where you know how the game slows down and you're calm because he's playing with house money. Yep. Scott. Like nobody expected him to win one game, let alone three. Yep. I mean, maybe they thought he and Coach T certainly thought that he would come in and provide a little bit of spark and, and maybe keep them in the game. But what he's done in a couple different ways, Scott, and I'll eventually here throw it to you, is number one on my list, re-engaging number 14 in your program, uh, you know, George right. Pickens, and, 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 and letting him be the threat that he was expected to be, Deontay Johnson to a slightly lesser extent, whatever, but, 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 but just ripping the top off of defenses a little bit, which opens up the running game. We talked about this, I think, last time we got together, but it, it has a dual effect where you can come out passing and then that yeah. makes people come up and respect the run. And then all of a sudden you can go back over the top. It's like a seesaw effect where you remember, Scott, in the last couple of years or so, you'd see safeties and the line of scrimmage being packed with seven people. They just didn't ex- – they wouldn't expect that the Steelers could throw the ball more than seven yards down the field. Yeah. So they didn't they didn't respect it. And and, yeah. and now they, they, they have to do that. And, and this guy is seizing an opportunity. And what I like, Scott, is he stands in the pocket. He surveys things. He doesn't care that somebody's going to come and hit. He's not looking to get out of there. And unfortunately for Mitch, especially, and then because he doesn't play as much, but but even Kenny somewhat, he still hasn't gotten out of like the this habit of maybe thousand one thousand two and wanting to break out of there and break out of the pocket you know mitch just doesn't do that he just does what he does in the pocket and if he doesn't see it he checks it down or he runs for three yards he runs for three yards so they're not behind the chains yeah, what, what I would you know say, where i'm going with this Keep yeah what, what i would say is mason's ability that he's shown over the small sample size of three games is yes his ability to trust the pocket and step up into the pocket, and st- both Kenny and Mitch did the opposite. They Correct. they went left or right going. or back or back and left and right to 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 try to make the Sandlot play, where where Mason would just step up into the pocket and and lean into the throw or just eat it or throw it Is away. You, which correct in in the NFL that's that's how you live and die for in, unless you've got. You know the, the the top one percent, the Lamar Jacksons and and, and, and those other guys. But even Correct. even even like a guy like I, I kind of draw a little bit of parallels to to Kurt Warner, where you know his he came in late, and I don't know. I'm I'm sure uh, Reindeer's a little bit older older than Kurt when Kurt finally got his break. But you know when you watch that that uh, that movie, you know even his OC didn't like Warner until he won him over. Right. And, and I kind of think the same thing happened with with reindeer. He just he just yep. had, you know, he had that uh, he took the beating with the helmet from the dude from Cleveland, right? And then uh, you know right. had a couple bad games and, and right. was never able to recover from that until now. That, that's right. And I think a couple of things I want to uh, repeat and, and expound on what you said is that I don't think it can be overstated to the fact that you've got. Four, you know, essentially three downs because you don't have to punt unless you're depending on where you're at to be able to navigate 10 yards. So what you cannot do against good defenses in the NFL is you cannot get behind the chains and be second and 14, third and 12. Yeah, and then they pin their it, it back. Just, right. And so what he has done, I think, despite all the, the yardage, 700-something yards in three effing games yeah. and the three touchdowns and the paramount, no picks. Yeah. 
um, what he's done is he understands in his brain that like, okay, if I can't get this, you know, going through his progressions, deep, middle, short, if it's not there, maybe I dump it down to 30 who's leaked out in the backfield or whoever might be underneath us to say, maybe we get two yards and it's second and eight. It's not second and 14. Yeah. You know, because you, what you don't want to do is break out of the pocket like you mentioned about Trevor – I mean, to Trevor, Mitch and uh, 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 Kenny. Kenny is that, you know, then you're – especially Mitch. He sometimes would scramble and out of bounds, and, but it's a loss of four. Yeah. Just, and and just now you're second and 14. Chuck the goddamn ball away. If, if anything, you're second and 10. I think that's what he's brought despite all the – like you said, the short sample size – uh, the prolific deep ball passes, four of them over 50 yards, you know, six, actually six or seven, three of them for touchdowns. Well, the but, one, the one wasn't, you know, it, it, it was yeah, 70 it was yards, but, went, but it was a 14 yard slant and he hit the guy in perfect stride. That's, and that's but the that's, difference. That's part of it too. That's part that's of the it. difference. But, Kenny wasn't for the most part doing that. I think, I think Kenny was, I, I think that the, the game just hasn't slowed down enough no, yet for him hasn't. because look, we talked about it at the beginning of the season. He finished what, seven and two last year hit right. a couple bumps in the road and then you know he was 13 and something before he he got hurt and was set back and then he got hurt again like yeah I, I still think he you know has the potential to be the long-term solution here I don't, I don't know that Rudolph is. maybe he is who knows but yeah, the, the well, good I news mean, is we got I both mean, of them look it's gonna be it's 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 gonna be an interesting it's look it's gonna be an interesting offseason win or loss on Sunday it's gonna be an interesting offseason because well, obviously he reasons. signed yeah. Uh, another one-year tender, so he's going to be a free agent. But no matter what, this man is going to be a, an NFL quarterback for a while because, well, look, teams watch these things. Other teams watch these things, and they look at saying, not only could this guy be my number two, he might be my number one. I mean, some of these guys, you know, the Carolinas and the Atlantas and and, and some other teams that, uh, you know, uh, uh, New Orleans, people like that, 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 and even Denver, who looks like they might want to part ways with Russell Wilson, there, there's, there's, <clears throat> because of that fat contract and the, and the fact that they didn't make it and and et cetera, et cetera, that you know there's a lot of options for him. I would, I just, it, it's hard not to root for the guy. No, That's I what agree. I'm the, the, the other, because, the other individual that I draw a parallel to is Nick Foles. Remember, Carson Wentz got hurt. Correct. Oh, we're, you know, now our season's oh, screwed. Well, we're, season's we're, over. You know, it's and Nick kept winning, and Nick kept winning. And it's like, oh, we get to the Super Bowl. What well, we going to put Carson in? Hell nope. no. And he won the Super Bowl and won the MVP. Yeah. And neither one of us sitting here at this table imbibing are, are, are imbibing that much to think that that's going to happen, especially with 90 being out Sunday. And there's a lot of other factors, but, uh, you know, we're gonna, well, they're going to get Mika back. That. But, you know, there's a lot of things, but that's a, that's a high expectation. But no matter what, I think it's just something that's so out front and deserving to be talked about because he's not going to beat you. Yeah. That's the thing. You don't want your quarterback to beat you. That's it. Well, he hasn't yet. You, so hopefully that that, that trend continues. And one of the things I wanted to talk about Buffalo real Go quick, ahead. and then I want to come back to ninety. Um, sure. Yep. You know, because everybody's like, oh yeah, but they, you know, their their running games, you know, uh, what improved this year. Uh, guess who their second leading rusher is? For Buffalo. Yeah. Probably Josh Allen. Yeah, he has five hundred and twenty-four <laughs> yards. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I talked about earlier about his weight of not having a great first half. And you're like, holy shit, right. he looks like a rookie. Yeah. And then he comes in and makes two or three or four big plays and they win the game. 
Right. And then some of it with his legs. Right. Well, and, but that, but what I'm, you're right. But what I'm saying is, is the Steelers have, even with 90 out, they, they have a defense that can, that they haven't had a guy. And look, they, you know, they played Lamar Jackson once. Um, you know, they played a couple other quarterbacks that have that mobile capability that, that never really, I don't recall destroying them, you know. And, right. and I do want to uh, tip, tip, tip the cap to myself again. Uh, Go right ahead. Start, start of the season, I uh, picked 10, and 10 to 7. I didn't see him getting there this way, but hey, I'll yeah, take if it. If I win one of those 2 and 10 games, I'm, 11, I'm, I'm one up. I'm, I one upped you. Yeah, but, but yeah. somehow in that act, didn't in work act, out. <laughs> in actuality, they 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 probably should have been twelve or thirteen, and probably right. Yeah, uh, if so. they don't let those two get away. Butts for candy and nuts. Yeah, yeah because they're. <laughs> but, but, but I, I, I did want to get back to ninety because ahead, you know everybody everybody's talking about you know the Steelers. They're what one and ten or one and eleven when when he's not in the lineup since he's been here. Right, that's Something the stat. Like that. Yep. The, the 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 problem I have with that, and I, and I heard uh, uh, Doran Dickerson and and uh, his uh, cohort, I, I forget who it is in the morning. Big guy, Doran Dickerson, yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam Crowley, I think it is. Uh, yeah, they they were talking about it this morning, and 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 they actually hit the nail on the head. Is is you go back and you look who who '90s replacements were in those games. They're nowhere near the replacements that they have right now. That's, that's, that's I was going to go there. You're a hundred percent right because you know what. We always everything goes back to Moneyball, right? And before the season, you know, uh, in the outside linebacker spot, and kudos to Omar Khan, the tent maker, and 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 Coach T is that you know they um, they went out and got Marcus Golden. They went out and drafted Nick Herbig. Yep. And you know Herbig's had he said in this again limited sample size, right. not pumping up the guys' tires too much. But in a limited time, he's made some splash plays, forced fumbles, you know, uh, sacks. sacks yep. Just in a very limited. But and back to Moneyball, what? Okay, well, when when Jason Jambi went out, is you know, and there's Billy Bean saying what we can do is replace him in the aggregate. Right. Okay. So we have Golden and we have Herbig. We can rotate them based on the down and distance, based on the situation. And, and 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 at least create a situation where we don't have as big of a hole as we thought we would have with ninety. He's obviously a game wrecker. Yeah, you can't. You just can't. Of of epic proportions. Epic proportions. And I, I saw. All, Joe he's Starkey's an all timer. Absolutely. And 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 Joe Stark had an article today where he was talking about all these <laughs> different players that everybody else has injuries. Miami's been decimated by them. Um, there's some other uh, Kansas City's had some people and, and and all this stuff. And one of the things he said was, and I don't remember the guy's name. I'm not even going to look him up. But he said that early in the year they lost. Buffalo lost their, and this was his words, their version, quote unquote, of not ninety in this in this guy who's who's an outside you know edge rusher. Right. And and and, and I I sent him back an article. I said, Joe, great article. But whoever this guy is. I sort of know who he is. There's no even close comparison to right. being a version of 90. Right. He's a DPOY guy. He's a game wrecker. He's a game changer. Whoever this guy is from Buffalo, God bless him. He's not 90. Right. But I think you, you call it out right is that they went out and got these guys that can at least come in and do a serviceable job. And, you know, you have 56 on the other side, you know, who's who's been good. So if these guys can hold their own, Maybe Herbert gets in there and gets a couple sacks, whatever it might be. Um, but the other thing that they have to, with getting Minka back and getting yes. Kazi back, and yes. they have a lot of depth now, 
is that they can put some of these people in kind of hybrid, like a, a fourth linebacker type of right. scenario, like type of thing, and 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 mix and match. And one thing that I'll say about Josh Allen is, as good as he is, he, he always has those moments, like in the, in the game last week, and I think it was a it's a Sunday night game, which we didn't need for them to lose anymore because um, Jacksonville already lost. He threw a couple picks and like winging the ball across the field, like in the end zone with like thrown across his body and then another stupid interception. So he's always good for that he's, one he's, or two yeah, pick he's, type of he's thing. He's good for a pick a game. He's had eight, he's had like 18 or 19 of them this year. Yeah. Insane. And, 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 and it's not like he had one bad game and, and you know, I was, no, uh, no. I, I, forget, I don't know if it was a different show or I heard the same thing is like, you know what? In the playoffs, all it takes is one turnover. That's correct. Right. It's it, it, not that it, and if you're in a bad weather game. Yeah. Not that it's materially different than regular season. It isn't, but it is at the same time. If you, if you get my meaning, yep. I, I think that, you know, he, he, he's just one of those guys that, you know, has, has all the talent in the world, but he, he has like a, a, a wire loose. And when that wire pops out of its socket, like right. he just starts to short circuit and, and just, yep. you know, all of a sudden he he goes yeah. from Josh Allen to Bubby Brister. When you're that talented to have that much arm strength, Scott, mm-hmm. you always think you can throw a guy open. You know, so he sees it. He sees, okay, yeah. I can get it down here. But then realistically, from a geometric standpoint, from a uh, uh, what's the Physics. what's the what's the what's the the science like of just of just uh, yeah, physics. Physics. Thank you for that. It's like okay, you saw that, but that's really not realistic. You're throwing the ball. 45 yards across the field, a safety that has some kind of speed or knowledge or brain power or you can say, I can it. make up the ground and you don't see it. Yeah. You see it on tape later and go, what the fuck was I thinking? Right. But then it's like, well, yeah, Josh, like what were you thinking? Right. So uh, I think that's part of it. And I think your point is, is well taken in that in a one and done situation, especially if it's a bad weather game, Scott, one, one turnover that's why I'm surprised it's almost a 10-point deal because one turnover in a bad weather game can make a difference. And then the Steelers can maybe start running. Let's say that they make that turnover well, and they turn it to a four-point game somewhere late in the second half. If you start running the ball and can keep him off the field yeah. and keep Josh Allen off the field, that changes and flips the script. Well, yeah, that's what I was saying is it, where, where I was headed. And, and, and the, the fan, I'm pretty sure that's where I heard it earlier they, they were talking about that and and that's what i was thinking about when when they said that hey josh allen's their second leading rusher and he's not lamar jackson it's like if, if your quarterback's your second leading rusher then you're going into a bad weather game then you really don't have a strong running game correct as, as, as you think right i mean look i get it you know this this other this other dude uh they're they're uh James Cook, he's you know eleven hundred yeah. yard rusher, nothing, nothing to sneeze at, but yeah, he's a threat catching the ball out of the backfield. Yeah, but go ahead. Yeah, he's a threat, but like you can key on that guy because you don't yes. you don't have the the Warren and the the, the thirty and twenty two combo. And I definitely player. I definitely need to, to take my hat and start eating it because boy, <laughs> Najee the last three to five games has has proved his uh, number one pick worth. Yeah, and you know, I don't know. I keep going back. You know how they have these videos out, just YouTube, where you get different, uh, you know, because you're following teams or whatever, Facebook, whatever it might be. I go back to that Cincinnati game on that 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 little uh, that little. Um, I think it was the Cincinnati game, or it might have been the Seattle game. I can't remember, but it was the it was the it was the it was the jet sweep 
by C-A-I-I-I, Calvin yep. Austin. And 30, Jalen Warren, just completely obliterated this guy by the goal line. Like knocked him back like three yards. <laughs> if you, I mean, yeah. if you got back to this coast, a spin up, spin up Jalen Warren's block sometime. He knocked the living shit out of this guy at about the five-yard line. And Austin just walked into the end zone. Right. And I, th- I think that makes your point for you is that if they get in a situation where they're around an even score, up three, down three, whatever, and they can run the damn ball. Well, they, yeah, um, they shorten the know, game, take the air out. Shorten the – right. And, you know, what offensive lineman Dan Moore talked about this in the paper the other day. said, like, we love his linemen to be in a situation where we're, we're in control. It's Maybe it's bad weather, whatever. And we can impose our will on the team and keep there. At one point, the, the, the time of possession in the last game, uh, granted, this was a Lamar Jackson-less uh, Baltimore team and, and, and a couple other guys and whatever, but they did have their starting safety in corner. And when that big pass happened to Deontay Johnson for that touchdown, so right. <clears throat> they did have their starters there. But it, it doesn't matter who you're playing against. It's like Tomlin likes to say, we don't concern ourselves with the nameless gray faces on the other side. It's if you can run the ball. At one point, the time of possession was like twenty-three to four or something like that. And so, if you can do that, and Josh Allen is standing on the sideline in a big coat, right? You know, uh, it makes it harder to to come back on there and, and trying to to refocus. So, I, I give them a puncher's chance. I still think they're going to lose a close game. I don't think it's going to be ten points, I, I, and it could come down to and the and the wind. Sounds it like might, sounds like you took the Steelers into points. Uh, well, I'm about to, and just because of the wind factor, I think the over and under is like thirty four or so. Yeah, but because the wind factor, you remember there, there was a game that Bradshaw played against them where he had like five yards passing or something like yeah. that. They end up winning the game by a field goal or something, but but I guess my point is that that can be an equalizer as well, and I. I say that in a game like that, Scott, and you mentioned this guy from Buffalo, the running back, Cook, um, in a game like that, that's where pound and ground and 30 and 22 and their big rookie from Georgia, this is where these guys need to eat. This is where they need to eat going. This is going to be our chance to possibly pull out this this upset mm-hmm. is to keep the ball on the ground, keep their offense off the field, you know, and, and just pound them. And in the fourth, third, fourth quarter, when we've pounded on them a little bit, we can protect that lead. So that's what gives me a hope uh, that they have a fighter's chance. All things equal, like in a in an indoor game or something with all their athletes and their wide receivers and, and things like that. I don't know, but it's going to be interesting. And no matter what happens, it's certainly going to be an interesting offseason to see what they, they well, do. Well, it's a great with, transition. With, I, I, I was getting ready to give you the signal. I think they're going to chuck Mitch to the weeds, to be honest with you. Well, and, I, 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 yeah. I mean, and eat some of that salary. I, I think, you know, that that's probably a, a definite. I think the, the, you know, as you put in the notes here, just even across the, the NFL, this, this may be one of the biggest seasons of change. Oh, <laughs> seasons of change. Absolutely. I mean, and now let's transition of errors, as you put. Yeah, let's let's let, yeah, let's transition out because there's some crazy. I mean, the last couple of weeks have been unreal. So we're talking about you know Mike Vrabel, who I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be I wouldn't be any even mildly upset if he ends up being the next coach of your Steelers of like a 54 or 45 record something like that with 
with Tennessee, uh, Tennessee and, yeah. and you know one in, in the playoffs two of his first three years coach of the year a couple yeah. of years ago um but and, and but a lot of these owners now they, they have an itchy trigger finger right. and, and they just don't want to understand right. the test of time but you got Vrabel Pete Carroll who now is supposedly going to be put into this quote-unquote consultant role but the biggest out of all of them obviously Mr. Belichick mutual agreement air quotes Dave is making with Kraft saying that the last few years three at four years without yeah. Brady right. shocking that, you know, they decided that the record and everything wasn't good enough, but it's clear to me, Scott, and I'll throw it to you here about Mr. Belichick, obviously tremendous career, the whole controversy with, you know, cheating and the, the deflating right. and everything aside, this guy is 14 wins shy of the all time winning uh, record of uh, among coaches of all time, obviously the most Super Bowls, and nobody will probably get near that. Right. But, you know, there's so many opportunities out there, and I put them Atlanta, Tennessee, Carolina, Washington, the, Ra- the, you know, the, the uh, Raiders, who Brady is a 10% owner of, and then <laughs> Seattle, the Chargers. Right. So, you know, he, he, the plate is open for him, but he's clearly going to stay on to capture Shula's record. And, and it just depends on what the, uh, the, the, the highest scenario, and I think there was an article which I'm going to spin up here while I throw it back to you, is a, a top five or so landing spots for Belichick. But, 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 but go ahead and, and, and take it away from me, Scott, about what you think about, first of all, the dynasty and the, the legacy of Belichick and where you think he might land. Yeah, the, the, the tarnished legacy. I, I think that, you know, he, he – we, we talked earlier about, you know, uh, playing to the echo, the whistle, get in in the gray. This the, this guy, you know, he colored outside the lines, and, and no in fact, doubt. not even in the notebook, <laughs> the right. coloring book. He just he took things to a, a an extreme that you know maybe he needed. Who knows? That that's that's the problem that I have is is I I, I sure. think he's probably a Hall of Fame coach, and and, and probably of, of the probably. ages it's and at the top good. of of list that could be argued top five, top ten for sure. Um, but in the back of your mind, you're always like, yeah, but like, yeah, but yeah, exactly. And, and at 71, I think he's turning 72 before the start of the season. Uh, like 14 wins. That's, that's probably two seasons. He's going to have to go to a place that is, you know, on their way to, you know, they, 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 they've got some pieces in place. They need a good draft. They need a, a couple free agents. I, like it, 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 it can't be a, a four year turnaround. Oh no, 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 no. And, and, and some of the, you know, pundits and people that are so-called insiders, quote unquote, you know, uh, talk about Atlanta with, uh, you know, their, their owner, Mr. Right. Mr. Mr. Blank, not the Bugs Bunny guy, but the guy that, you know, the Home Depot no guy. Blank. I mean, they, they have, a, you know, a, a pretty strong uh, offense and, you know, they have, uh, you know, some, some people that could maybe, you know, get back into calibration and get back into things. But I, I don't know where it's going to be. The first time you say, oh, I know who it's going to be, it always maybe goes to the, the commanders, you know, you you don't know, but I, I, I mean, I think that my big thing is the quarterback position, right? Well, I, I, so I, 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 was... I think San Diego, San Diego, but Los Angeles Chargers with Herbert is probably the biggest quarterback star that's out there. Without his injuries this year, probably could have been a lot better. But it all 
starts and ends with a quarterback. That's why I think the Chargers might be the most legitimate. I think that's an astute observation because, you know, look, not not to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but this this guy had, I don't know if he can even say limited success before Tom Brady. I mean, he he got run out of Cleveland for the most part. Yeah. and look, he had a lot of great ideas, but that that that's like saying I'm I'm great at ba- uh, you know I'm, I'm a great hitter I can I can swing the bat well, but if you don't have a ball to hit, like it doesn't matter. You're 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 you're, right. you're, you're now you're a fan, right? You're creating what breezes, is, right? Creating breezes, um, and, uh, and I you know I'm a firm ball? believer that 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 Tom Brady. You know, I, I think it was one of those uh, symbiotic relationships that that yes. you know one one lived off to the other. Yes, I, I guess the big question, you know, obviously, Brady, you know, Brady got back to the Super Bowl, right? Uh, and uh, he won, right? So, like, yep, Sample. you know, Bill yep. didn't. So, I guess that that puts puts TB twelve <laughs> slightly ahead of of uh, Belichick. Well, or, correct, or Belichick, you know as we we call him the, on uh, right. And I think what you just said just there kind of makes the whole point is that Brady clearly when he departed, he wanted to make a point that I can win somewhere else without you, Bill, and without you, Robert Kraft. Right. I will show you that. And Mr. Belichick is now thinking the same thing. I'm going to show you that I don't need Tom Brady. I can can, um, uh, cultivate another guy to to run my team and I can and you know they still have Joey Boza who's been hurt a little bit a few times and that's kind of damaged his star but he's still a tremendous player so on what I'm just saying is on both sides of the ball with Herbert and with Boza you know they they have two star players on either side of the ball and I think that that when you come into a new situation what do you want right the most important position on the team you want to have a guy that's young and talented the only reason he hasn't gone even further, I mean, he's been like a sort of MVP-ish almost candidate with some of his numbers yeah, before right. he got this finger and his injury that yeah. just screwed him all year this year, that I have two components that now I can build around. And his specialty has always been getting guys you never heard, Julian Edelman, and people like that, getting guys that you can fill in around those guys, around a Brady, whatever, to be able to, to Amendola, and yeah, like and, that, I, and he, I think Brady made those guys as well. And I, I, I think that's, I think that's the problem that that Bill ran into is, you know, he he was able to get the most out of not castoffs, but just look, I, I I don't know that he's had any good drafts or 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 you know, uh, Hall of Fame drafts or, or or anything like that. But they won an awful lot of Super Bowls. They you know with with uh, you know the. You called out those guys, Amendola and, and the other guys, but mm-hmm. you know, do do those guys have the same impact if you don't have Tom Brady? Probably not. Probably not. But I mean, he's he he was able to find the. I guess my point is, he's able to find these guys that had to be obviously some some people that that Brady had to sort of sign off on ish because he's 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 the guy. He's the, stir, the straw that's stirring the drink. So he still has to say, well, uh, who who are you getting? Okay, let's talk about that. He's not going to just just get a guy, you know, whatever. But um, so Piggy, just kind of like moving on with this. There's been two uh, – we're, we're going to talk about the uh, 
the college coaching situation here as well here coming up soon. Uh, but it, it's important to, to interject here that the, the Patriots have already named Gerard Mayo the new coach, uh, is who was a player for uh, the Patriots for eight seasons, won a couple of Super Bowls. He's 37. He was already named by Kraft. And, and good on ESPN and people like that. They said that they probably were going to make a announcement very soon and probably already known who they want. So it's Gerard Mayo, who was uh, a player for the Patriots. Uh, Bob Mayo. He's through 215. Right. Hold <laughs> Hold the mayo or, or, or get the mayo. And he did win a Super Bowl championship with them. Um, was the first team all pro in 10, two-time Pro Bowl uh, player So as a, a, a linebacker. So he's already been um, he's already been named the replacement of a legend, Scott, which is a, a, a yeah, big deal. I mean, you know, those are, those are big shoes to fill. Yeah. Um. We've seen it here, done successfully, so uh, twice, in fact. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, you know, I, I think the cupboard, I don't want to say the cupboard's bare up there, but, you know, that 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 guy certainly has his work cut out for him. I don't I don't think he's inheriting. Yeah. Well, you know, and I think, I, actually, I think I think their quarterback, <clears throat> their, their, their quarterback from Alabama uh, for the uh, Patriots. Brock. Uh, no, well, no. They have two guys now. They have the one guy, Mac Jones. Uh, Mac Jones, who I think, in the right kind of offense, you know, whether that's going to be with New England again, uh, I think can can still flourish. Now they have this Bailey Zappi, who's the other other guy who who was came in and played. Um, and he's the guy that beat the Steelers. So. Do they do that, or do they do they do they find another quarterback in the draft? Like, I don't know. Sounds like a lighter Bailey Zippo. Yeah, Zippo Zappy, <laughs> uh, Zappy Cappy. But anyway, uh, there's that. And then the other the other big news <clears throat> that I wanted to throw in, you know, before I forgot about it, was that the your, your uh, other big coaching. We talked about all the NFL coaching right. uh, carousels, but but also making a very quick decision, which obviously they had it. Uh, um, already in their crosshairs when uh, Nick Saban announced he was going to leave and retire from Alabama after you know, 17 years, you know, seven national championships, one with LSU and, 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 and six with uh, your Crimson Tide. Uh, the new football coach of your Crimson Tide is one Kalen DeBoer yeah. from Washington who – you know the guy. Everywhere he's been, he's won. And and uh, like 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 eleven of his thirteen coaching seasons, he's had at least eleven wins, and that's at, at a couple different places. So you know he's already been named as a replacement, and you know he's just a guy that uh, everywhere he's been, he's been successful. So they obviously they had him in their sights, uh, and maybe they knew that this was kind of coming down, or you know. And I, I was a good interview with with uh, Reese Davis of ESPN with um, Saban, Coach Saban, when he talked about the reason why I was really doing this is not because I think didn't think I can keep going, but you know you see the end you see the end in sight at some point. Now I, I'm never gonna uh, at the end of this past season I'm never gonna say I'm gonna be here five more years. It's not happening. So now I'm saying, well maybe I'll be here one, maybe I'll be here two. Because when I'm interviewing like assistants and stuff now, potential assistants, which he did right up until the time he announced, is it's not fair to them and the players to say, well, 
you know, I can't commit to saying I'm going to be here three years. I can't commit to how am I going to ask a guy to take a job when I might retire after next year or the year after. So that's why he felt like, let's just do it now because I don't don't want to have them in the middle of their term when I'm just hiring them or recruiting them that I'm going to pull the plug. So it made sense. And like you said in the text to me is, you know, it's kind of about time, 17 years, seven championships, 72 years old, whatever. What what else are you going to do? Yeah, what, yeah, what, what else are you going to prove? When, when do you get to enjoy your spoils? And, you know, the funny part is, Scott, is that one of my other buddies at, at my club up here is a big sports fan. said, well, I think the NIL thing, and we'll talk about some of this in Rump, but the NIL thing and the transfer portal and whatever, it's driving some of these guys out and so why some of these guys are leaving. And you know what? Reese Davis asked him that straight up. And he said, you know what, Reese? It has nothing to do with what right. I was doing. You know, right. we, I, he said, I don't mean to be sound." You know, you know, I don't want to sound like pretentious about this, but I've I've turned away players. You know, we turn away players that end up being starters on major teams. We have plenty of people coming into this into this program. We don't need to worry about NIL and transfer portals. It's 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 affecting more like the second tier people, you know, the A&Ms and the Missouri's, the Iowa's or whoever, Penn State, whatever. But at, at those levels. He said it didn't affect him at all, but just talk about big ripples in the yeah in the, yeah in big the ripples. With, and I do want to close it up, but I, 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 wanted, I wanted to uh, do a quick hit uh, on on pit hoops. Uh, Go ahead, please. Just because uh, we talked about them last year, we talked about them. You know, they they made some progress. They're they're currently dead last in the ACC at one and four. Um, yeah, North Carolina and Duke both poked them pretty good. Yeah, ten, ten and six week. overall. So uh, we'll, we'll see if Jeff Capel is able to get them up off the mat. He he's had some good recruiting classes. I you know it, I just wanted to do a quick check in because usually around Christmas Go time right after the holidays we start digging into pit hoops a little bit. Uh, nothing to dig in there, but you know staying at Pitt. Big news over the the, the last week: uh, Larry Fitzgerald elected to the College Football Hall of Fame. Real Fitz magic, absolutely. Yeah. Why don't you just gloss over some of the stuff you put in the notes here? Well, I I just you know to to me, I mean, it it, it it's I'd be hard pressed to 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 name you know uh, a number uh, you know uh, I can I can't count on both hands how many times I saw that guy miss a decently thrown ball his way, and and that's sure. even before the you know those crazy gloves. Just he right. you threw right. it in his area code, and and he he answered the call, Dave. No, 100%. And, you know, some of you are just looking at some of your notes here. The 25th Pitt Panther to be elected to the College Hall of Fame. I mean, no, no small shakes there, but. Yeah, they're, they're in the look- top 10. They, 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 you know, they push those other tradition, you know, the, the Michigans, the USC's, the Notre Dame's, and, and, all, and even Penn State. Uh, and he's going to be a pro football Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. And he's bolted on for sure. And, but, but you know what? When you think about Pitt traditions, everything, and it, it fills me with a little bit of pride being a Pittsburgh because you go. And we talked to uh, my friend Bob Joya about playing against some some of those guys yeah. when he was in Maryland. You know, Ricky Jackson, Hugh Green, Bill Neal, Bill Moss. Yeah. You know, uh, so the offensive line, Jimbo Covert is a center. If you go, you can go on and on. And even recently with some of these uh, people that have that have been, uh, you know, uh, Shady McCoy, and 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 if you, if you look at some of the some of the premier 
not just serviceable NFL players right. that the pit Hall of Fame program players. has put in. Hall of Famers are seriously yeah. impactful. I mean, they're, they're, they're up there with the, the NFL Hall of Fame, too. You know, they're top 10 for sure. Yes. Uh, and, and I think the thing where, where I kind of wanted to distill it down to is... Yeah, go ahead. I, I think there's a strong argument that Larry Fitzgerald is the second greatest pit football player of all time. Behind Tony D, you're saying? Correct. Or, yeah. Yep. I don't disagree with that. I mean, because the way he carried himself, like you said... If the ball's thrown in a zip code, he's coming down with it. And I'm a, I'm mean, a Dan Marino honk, and and you know probably if Dan has the senior season that he had as a junior season, maybe it's a different story because you know he had a. a I story. mean, he's up there too, maybe two and a half or three or uh, two yeah, A two B. But but I think I think Larry just you know from start to finish, just just amazing, and you know the difference is. You know, Dan came in and in, in the program had already won a national championship. Yeah. Larry came in, you know, wasn't highly recruited for whatever reason. And, you know, Pitt was still kind of in a middling Yeah, he was way. from Minnesota. His dad was a coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he came to the Pitt program and, and, you know, Walt was still trying to turn the corner. Walt Harris, that is. Yep, Walt Harris, that is. And, and. Uh, you know, he he just came in and and just was lights out, and to to me that's the difference, and and, and that's why Tony Dorsett's yeah. number one because he came into a, I don't know, was it a one and thirteen or or not a one and thirteen? It was a a, a one yeah. a one and eight, one nine, one and ten team or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, they were piss poor for yeah. a long time in the sixties, yeah. um, in, into the early seventies because they actually de-emphasized football at Pitt. But anyway, long story short, I you know I just think it it, it it's awesome to see. And you know Larry Fitzgerald. You know we'll, we'll be talking about it again when when he gets into the uh, the Pro Football Hall. Yeah, and I think your point is well taken. Is that when he came on the scene at Pitt, it was production year after year after year after. It wasn't like oh well, he had like a couple good seasons, then he had that really fallback, and then right. he did that. There was no fallback with this guy. Right. It's like every single year he was like just spot on uh you know all college well whatever conference they were in back then i guess it was still the big east but you know i mean when he got on the gridiron it was production 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 this year next year year after there wasn't these fall downs yeah you know and i think that makes your point for you is it is his consistent production, his entire college career, and his professional career on some teams that weren't that great. Yeah, I mean Arizona eventually got good when you know when uh, the greatest show on turf Warner guy came in. Yeah, and whatever, and he did. But you know he he. I mean, picture he, him. He, he almost won that Super Bowl for them against the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, and picture picture him uh, in uh, in the Rams offensive. Oh. Uh, a wide receiver room with the greatest show on turf. They'd have probably won like I don't know. They would have won like maybe two or three in a row because he could just be such a yeah. They had Azakim and they had a couple of those other guys. Henry Eller, yeah, right. And and they had some some other big big receivers. I'm I'm not t- you know you know discounting not, not this them. Guy, though. <laughs> but I mean, if he's well, I guess what I'm trying to say is if he's on one of those teams that that can burn you. Like he's on a Niners team right now, or if he's on, you know, any one of these teams that are, that are, uh, 
big impactful teams, it would just be unfair because he would he would he would garner so much attention that everybody else everybody would be scoring. Yeah, he was a game uh, changer. He, he was a game changer. So good good point. All right, to, big uh, big double segment there. Let's uh let's uh, get ready. Take to, a quick break uh, and get back to the uh, the frozen pond. Yeah, we'll head off uh, head off to the break here and uh, get ready for. Dave's man on the scene report. Yeah, man. break hopefully everybody's giving one back and get another one uh let's uh smoke them if you got them like smoke you like them if you got them. let's uh let's dive into the penguins man we, we called it out earlier they're they're you know they're not on a tear but they're on a pretty pretty you know heck of a upward trajectory yeah i mean i mean not, i mean the sample size over the last 14 games nine three and two um a loser point against the canucks last night not a horrible thing considering they're a western conference opponent yep, and a damn good, good one, one way uh, you know, that you're not given another point to say the Caps or the Islanders or Carolina or something where it's a, it's a conference division yep. where you're giving a, a team another point in your, that you're chasing. Um, you know, that, that, you know, they're trending, you know, pretty well. Power play still has some things though. I want to talk about a little bit, yeah. but <clears throat> it was a fun time at the old, uh, PPG barn, uh, last night. <laughs> I've got to, gotten to know through my dentist buddy, Trevor, who's a, Minneapolis native and good friends with Mr. Brock Besser, who I had a fun time with after the game. I'll, I'll expound on that in a little bit. But, you know, just uh, look, a situation where they get down two right away, both by Brock Besser, by the way, 2 0. And then, you know, in earlier in the season, they found their way to cave in on those and right. consistently chasing the game, then get down three to one after making it 2 1. So what I I've liked in this in this short sample size here is uh, 13, 14, 15 games is that you know they found a way to find a point to to keep in the fight. Um, you know, Jars replaced the Dalkovich last night, and honestly, I don't think really Ned had a horrible. I mean, being man on the scene, right on the club, my legs straddling the blue line in club seats. They they just you know he he really had no shot on a couple of those early goals and uh, deflection on a power play and again both by Brock but uh, what I like about what I've seen recently is just you know them staying in the fight you know and and I, I talked about getting shots from the midpoint which I was telling my buddy uh, Trevor as we were sitting there that uh, in that closing segment of that game Scott. They kept setting up the same play for Tanger at the at the at the faceoff circle, low, low circle, off wing, low circle. And look, you know this being a poho that you are. If goalies have a chance to see shots in the NHL, they're they're gonna make the shot. They say nine times out of ten, you have to oh, get yeah. you have to get traffic at front. You have to take Chaos. their eyes away, and that's what happened in that la- in that goal that they got to tie the game. You know, EK65, he moonwalked, you know, uh, yeah. Michael Jackson style. Went off somebody else's to stick off his, to Sid's pants. And, and threw it in the middle where there's a lot of traffic. And right. that's when goalies can't necessarily th- see things. 
and it came through and it deflect. You know, Sid got the deflection, but pinball but, wizard they, style. And they need right, and they need to do more of that. That's where uh, Jake got a deflection on one of these games in this in this streak, uh, which was a great tip. But also carts, uh, which uh, again puck came through, rebound, score. You don't right. have to have it be like this big snapshot or slap shot because these defenders they're so good at blocking shots right now that you 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 have to just just get it through. Like the goal Chad Ruido scored a couple of games ago, Scott. I think it might have been by your poing and you're asking me. He just got it to the net. It found its way in because he was at the center point and he just he actually kind of dangled, changed the shooting angle and just got it through. Yep. And and that's what you have to do against these guys now because they're too good. I mean, look at how many times that there's even in like the shootout, which we'll talk about in romp a little bit, how many times that it's gone to like 10, 12 shooters because these guys are so good. Uh, and you have to create traffic. But so to piggyback off of you, what you said, yeah, I'm liking it. The thing that just concerns me so much is that there's, you know, so many teams, uh, you know, in their in their wake and in their orbit. You know, the the uh, what good teams do. The Lightning have now won a couple or a couple of three games in a row in overtime and getting the extra point. And when the Islanders did the same thing against Toronto last night, yeah, you know, they got the extra point. And you can't, you can't continue to match teams one for one point. Now, even though they're only three, four points out of a, a spot and, and, and could even take over the third spot, there's like five or six teams vying for these spots. So it's just going to be interesting. I'll throw it back to you in a second. Is that at some point, if, unless they go on this, we talked about last episode, continue the 650, 700 pace, it's going to be hard to – for Doobie Doo, not to say after the All-Star break. And by the way, this is the halfway point. A lot of people think that the All-Star break is the halfway point. We're at the halfway point right now. So there's still like 40, 41 games or whatever left. It's not at the All-Star break, which is coming up here in February. But right. uh, So they're at the halfway point. But I think at some point, Scott, and probably All-Star break-ish is where Doobie Doo is going to say, if we're not like right there for a spot, He's got a real tough job as to when he move assets. I'll let you take over. Yeah, no, I think that's right. Um, you know, I think that I, I, I definitely like, you know, a Vancouver game. Like, if, if they would have played. They're a great the, team right now. The, the, yes, but if they would have played the first period, like, played the second and third. Yeah. Like, that's not even a close game. The, the Penguins walk away. Yeah, they away, dominated the second period. Dominated it. Walk away with a win. Um, no doubt. And that's part of the inconsistencies that they need to, you know, figure out a way to clean up. I would say that um, you know we we need to see them you know fix that we we need you know I I, I think and Demko's a great goalie he kept them in that second period otherwise yeah, he, to your point he, they he, probably he, run I, away with the game the Penguins yeah yeah I, 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 the thing that I I called out you know in our text like you know POJ like that that experiment's over that experiment's over you know with you know. No, nobody's coming in there worrying about what 165, 175 pound defenseman is going to do to them in front of the net, like uh, yeah, versus like a Ludwig that that just fucking yep. destroys and them. Who was hurt again? He's yeah, hurt, hurt, soon, hurt but... again. Yeah, and that's that's a problem, and and that's why I said that you know, uh, and I, and I think it was uh, DK over on DK Sports was was mentioning in his uh, his uh, morning uh, uh, daily shot for the Penguins is you know. Yeah, we'd we'd love to get Gino a winger, but you know you need another left-handed defenseman because that, that you know 
podge isn't working. Yeah, right. Well, a couple of things I want to throw back to you is, and, and that you just brought up. There's two things. One is um, Riley Smith. I, I'm I, I'm just so disappointed. He came yeah, out like and a house on fire. And, and uh, what's that? now he's hurt. But <clears throat> even before he was hurt, his game went completely down. I mean, like, I, I don't know wh- what happened, but he came out with a house. It looked like him and Gino grew up together in Magnitogorsk, the way they first came out. And then all of a sudden, it 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 it, it started to go south, and his 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 level of play really disintegrated. Yeah. And and before this this injury here, right? And and the other thing, going back to your um, uh, Podge uh, scenario, I don't know where all of a sudden because he was a healthy scratch for a long time and probably for a good reason. I don't know what happened. Why did Ryan Shea all of a sudden fall out of favor? He was tremendous all year. I'm perplexed by this. I don't like now he he went back and he's been healthy scratch. He went back. I don't know if he had some little injury, but how is he not back in this lineup? I don't. Every time I saw him play this year, Scott, he looked like a perfect sixth, third pair guy. Uh, you know, a, a, a high threshold of panic. You know, doing doing the right things, moving pucks, not turning pucks over for the most part. I don't know where all of a sudden they decided, whoever decided. Sully, whoever, that all of a sudden Podge needs to be put in there. I don't get it. I mean, I'd, I'd rather have Ludwig in two or Shea in two than Podge. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I guess I, don't, I just don't think he's he, – look, he has a skill set, whatever, but he's sometimes a late reacting to, to things. And, 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 you know, what I'm saying, like just kind of like not making quick enough decisions. And I think that's what Marcus Pedersen over the last couple yeah. of years has turned himself into a – very high quality NHL defenseman. High caliber. Because he's making high caliber, thank you. Making better decisions on pucks. Getting that one puck through where he scored yep. the, you know, the other night and 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 just and, and has just really increased his stock over the last couple of years. But Podge, so I don't get that. Um but you know the goaltending has pretty much been there. I, I, I'm really, again, I called this team a 3D card a couple of times. Like, wow, that looks like a really nice picture. Yeah. And then you flip the 3D card and it's like the devil. Yeah. And so, but um, yeah, Rusty coming back fine. He looks good. But I, I, I think that in all things, and I'll throw it back to you here, is that the power play still needs to be in a situation where if they get four they need to have at least one. Somebody said after, well, driving home from the game last night, uh, whoever the guy that's with uh, uh, Steigerwald said that, you know, if, if you take the situation, if they get one more power play goal every game, they're probably deeply entrenched into a playoff. Oh, yeah, spot. yeah. You know, and I agree with them because you can't go yeah. 0 for 5. And they, had that, they had that power play before the, the, the empty net goal that, that yeah. just – didn't really result in a, a really no. high danger chance. And I thought that might have been that's what we needed. That's what that's yeah. what was going to maybe change the tide of things. Yeah. And they pooped their pants again. Yeah. And and but 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 when they do some of the things we talk about, and I'm sure it's talked about. We're not the only ones talking about this on the coaching staffs talking about it. But you just got to get pucks through. And I told Trevor, my my buddy, my tennis buddy, who's good friends with Brock Besser, that you know, I said, look. The way to break down a box in a PK situation, I'm sure you understand this as the poho and talk about it with your kids. And the, the best way to break down any type of box is to get pucks in front of the net, create chaos, 
breaks down that box, and now now everybody's scrambling. I mean, and and, and the offensive guys have the advantage because they're facing the net. Yep. And, and the <clears> defensive <throat> guys are trying to look for the puck. You know, as by the way, they're facing they away guy. from the net. So, but if you just pass it around the perimeter and get shots, and you get it to the bumper guy who gets it back to Gino. Yeah. I mean, there's just it's, so it's just many not, block shots that that just a, never They're the number two worst and, team and, in the league getting shots blocked. Yeah, and 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 you know when when, when then you got to pass it around the umbrella, just, yes. just to just to find an an, an opening, and you just, you're, you're you're ticking off four or five seconds sometimes. Yes. That and, and and you do that, you know, three or four or five times in a before it gets cleared. All of a sudden, it's like, well, we we only had two looks, or we had one look, or we didn't have any looks. Right, right, and uh, and with and look when you invest in this type of. Uh, talent, obviously, re-signing the core people and then getting AK-65 who's been really coming on in late, but certainly not being what they expected halfway through the season. You'd expect he'd have a lot more points and goals. I'm not ripping up because when I watch him live at these games, you know, he's very good. I mean, don't get me wrong. He, and he really played his ass off in the oh, last yeah. couple of periods. But, but you know, you you just – the expectation is this team – should be in the top tens, got yeah. a fucking power play, yeah. not in the bottom ten. Yeah. For and you got a, sake. By, by the way, you got a thirty-six-year-old with twenty-four goals, it, it, not, <laughs> right. not the eighth-leading goal scorer in, in the NHL, and an all-star again, and, and an all-star, and and uh, and I don't want, I don't want to drag the Penguin segment out too long because yeah, I, I yeah, do want to spend yeah, some time on okay. the rump and, and uh, events and birthdays. But I, I was just talking, uh, had lunch with Super Fan Phil up at Pomodoro's where I sourced the beer, and yep. and. He's like, well, Ovechkin's got to have like fourteen or sixteen goals. I'm like, no, he has eight. He's still stuck on eight. He's got eight. The eight for eight for eight. Yeah, yeah. And, and well, Sid's I'm... sitting at twenty four. Now, I'm not saying that Sid would have would have ever, you know, been, uh, you know, tit for tat with 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 him the whole way through. But remember, you know, Sid and I, I did want to call out Sid just passed Mike Bossy, yeah, five seventy four all time. You know, Sid lost a year and a half in his prime, where where he was he was going for thing. fifty goals and fifty games. Yep. That season, it was at you yep. know right after the first cup that that they won, and yep. the, the Steckel hit, and then the Headman yep. hit cost him a year and a half of 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 good and hockey that time. Concussion shit is no bullshit. This is not prime. like a. So I mean, he would have, he would be pushing seven hundred goals at this point, Dave. No doubt. No, no doubt, and it's like the same thing with the Mario thing with the cancer in the back and whatever. Yeah. How much he could have done? You're absolutely 100 percent right because you know that particular scenario with the cranium, you just you just can't hurry back from that. And if you do, it just doesn't work. And you're right. And I, I just think he's the hard, hardest working superstar. I've always said this, and even you know that douchebag uh, Marshawn from yeah. Boston said after the Penguins beat them on the road, he said he's the best 200 foot player still in the league. When he raced down to negate that icing, icing yeah. on that thing, I mean, this is a 36 year old man. He, I mean, he's literally ass, put them on his back. Busting his he's put ass, them putting on his, his back. On his back. I mean, as much as they're struggling to make, imagine if he was out for a significant amount of time this year. Oh. It'd, be, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be a, a mess. A fire cell, fast Eddie. Yeah, and before we our prices are insane. Yeah, I just, I just want to like close out with this because I've, I've gotten to be I want to say friends, but you know, obviously acquainted with Brock through my friend Trevor. He said you were here last year. That's why I put that post on there. Yeah, so yeah. 
Yeah, you scored a goal. Now you can score two and you fucking win the game. I, I ain't coming next year. Nicest guy. I said, you need to take me on the road. He goes, yeah. So I'm still working on him with Trevor to get it. I think we're going to get him on the podcast, by the way, Scott. So, Because um, I asked him about the All-Star break. I said, are you still one of the, 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 the fill-in guys at the end? He goes, yeah, because look, I got 27 goals now because I don't want to go there. I want to go fucking somewhere warm. I want to go to the Bahamas. <laughs> But anyway, he, he's, he's the nicest kid, you know, yeah. and it's funny. I asked him straight up. I said, well, I have to ask you as a guy bite being down there on the ice, speaking of Sid. I said, so can you say being out there because you were out there on several shifts? So he was, in fact, he was on that uh, you know, last shift where the Penguins got the goal. He was out there on that, that uh, empty net and that uh, six on five deal. So I just said, so Sid, he – did he, he's he slowing down over the years? He's getting, he goes, no. I, whoever told you, who said that to you? Said, no, I'm just asking you being down there. He goes, no. He has not slowed down. I don't know. I don't know whoever said that because I've been out on the ice with him. He hasn't slowed down. <laughs> I said, that's bullshit. But anyway, uh, nicest kid. And yeah. uh, I'm so, and, and I asked him straight up, and that's why I put it in my notes. And I told him last year, I pulled the old. Uh, Jim Tracy on him last year right? because he was really gripping. He had 12, 13 goals at this point last year, and you could see this anguish on his face. And I said, you know what? I told him about the whole Jim Tracy thing. I said, if you've seen it before, it's in there. He said, you know what, Dave? I remember you saying that. But he said, you know what's turned things around for me is Rick Tockett. <laughs> he said, this guy is Dickie no Tockett. disrespect to Bruce Boudreaux whatever, but this guy just he just gets it. And he put me right on the top power play. Obviously, that helps. Yeah, but for he, sure. He just recognized he recognized the skill set that I had, and he immediately said, "We have these interviews where a new guy takes over." And he got me in his office, and he said, "He said he used about fifteen different obscenities in this interview." <laughs> he said, "You're a fucking good player. You should be a top ten scorer in this league. That's fucking bullshit. I'm going to get you power play minutes. You're going to have thirty goals by the All Star break." He has 27 when yeah. not the All-Star break. Yeah. He yeah. told he said he, I, he said that's a, the exact number. He said, if you don't have 30 effing goals by the All-Star break, then I'm doing something wrong. That's right. So, I mean, it just goes to show how good of a coach he is. But we'll see about the Pens thing is my biggest thing, Scott, and I'll just toss it back to you to close out the segment on them, is it's going to be a real interesting dynamic as to are they all in? I, it's or are they 45 days is going to be interesting, happen? Dave. What's that? 45 days is going to be an interesting uh, run here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we'll so, see. Let's do this. Let's, I, I wanted to touch on the pirates briefly. I know, I know we had a lot of background notes and then I know we said, Hey, you know, touch briefly until pitchers and catches report. But, yep. but the one thing that I did want to point out Go ahead. And, and they just, you know, they're, they're hovering around <clears throat> 60 million bucks on the payroll. And, and that's yep. including some guys that are on, on, uh, injured reserve that are you know the, the you know the pirates have to lead the league in one thing and it's goddamn tommy john surgery and, oh, and so they got a couple of those guys on the shelf um you know it, brubaker's back yeah well we'll see go ahead um, continue on your uh, journey there you know gm uh bc uh ben charrington uh you know made, made a public claim uh a, you know a month or so ago i think it was at the pirate fest that uh, you know they 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 certainly uh, absolutely intend to spend more money than it did did bleh, I rolled last over that year. one did last year and right. and to me it's like well how are you going to do that like the 
the the free agents <laughs> that you you could have signed signed right. elsewhere because you didn't want to overpay for them, right. and then the other free agents that you really can't afford. You know, you, you, I, I don't want to hear that. Well, we were in it, yeah, because you yeah. put a, you put a fifty million dollar bid in on a hundred thirteen million dollar player. No, right. that's not in right. it. Yeah, the old saying is, "What is it? Don't piss down my back and tell me it's raining." Yeah, right. I mean, exactly. I, I mean, I think that's where you're going. It's yeah. like if you really were serious about it, then you would have made. Look, all these pitchers that signed early in free agency, they weren't close to any of them. If they think that they, if they're trying to tell us that they were, they're 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 bullshitting us because all these guys went, all these are Lance Lynn, right, right. all these different people. They didn't they didn't make a serious play for any of them, in my opinion. Yeah, right, and and and. You know, then I don't want, what I don't want to hear is, well, you know, we, we could do it now or we could do it, you know, at, 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 the, at the trade deadline. It's like, it, no, because that'll probably be too late by then. You, you, of course. Need, you need to get ar- specifically arms is where they're weak right now, right? I think in, in the field, I think they're okay. You you get to the all or not the all star break, but you get to the trade deadline. And I think you can, you can add a piece there or here sure. like they did with, uh, 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 open shirt guy uh, from Cincinnati that uh, uh, who was that guy that played right field? Uh, uh, I, I I conjured him last time. It was your how, time. How far are you talking? I'm uh, back in the playoffs and and then uh, oh like uh, oh like uh, 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 Marlon Bird? Yeah, Marlon Bird. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. Like you you go add that guy at the, at the trade deadline. I'm not asking you to add him now, but they yeah. they need arms. They they just do not have enough arms. But anyway. no, I agree. And JT coming back aside and, you know, you have Mitch, you look, he really recalibrated himself at the end of the year, started out great, faltered the middle, came back. And then you have the whole scheme scenarios when he comes in. But I agree with you. I mean, for five spots, they need 10 legitimate guys that can go in there or eight. Right. Or you know, they'll just destroy in. their bullpen before Memorial Day. Yeah. And you have Runge Contreras who hopefully comes back and finds himself again, whatever. But I agree with you. It starts and ends. <laughs> I mean, with they, that they, position. they screwed up with Oviedo, like, just the whole litany. We talked about that before. Yeah. Um, so let's leave that. Let's, uh, sure. Officials well, and catches will get more granular about this. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, take a pause for the cause here and um, come There's back. Some B with, days and events. And yeah. That is exactly what I was thinking, Dave. Yeah, man. Back. Dave, as we come back, some more stream beats. Um, oh boy, let's uh, let's get into it. Fan favorite segment: events and birthdays. This is Super Fan Phil's favorite uh, segment. Uh, Super Fan Phil's bride's favorite. Bride, segment. his bride's favorite. Right. That's okay. right. So, uh, on this date, one twelve, uh, in nineteen sixty nine, your uh, New York. Jets upset Colts, the Colts in Super Bowl three in Miami. I guarantee it. Uh, <laughs> as, as, um, as the uh, nylon clad, court, as, as the uh, Joe, Joe Namath uh, said back in the day. In 1971, the groundbreaking TV sitcom All in the Family premiered, Scott. Yes. That happened uh, on the state in 71. So a couple of pretty big events there. Um, and also in, in, in the year 2000, on this date, in a 5-4 decision, the U.S. Supreme Court made a ruling in the Illinois versus Wardlow case that gave it gave police broad authority 
to stop and question people who run at the site of a police officer, but pushing forward to November 8th, 2018, in an emergency meeting of the Ross Township, Pennsylvania Town Council. <laughs> the group the group voted nine to one to have their police force pull over anyone who even slightly resembled former Steeler wide receiver Antonio Brown <laughs> after his black Porsche broke the sound barrier as it sped down McKnight Road at 100 plus miles per hour, Scott, and was subsequently pulled over by the Ross Popo. Uh, the lone dissenter on the council uh, was a gentleman who refused to vote for the measure because he was allegedly in the process of trying to sell his big chest bobblehead collection. Oh, boy. So his, he wanted to make sure he didn't mess that whole up. But uh, And a couple quick hitters on the uh, birthdays. Uh, George Joseph Kresge, not to be confused with the uh, uh, the, the market back in the day, the uh, the store here in, in town, <laughs> a.k.a. the Amazing Kreskin. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> famed and sometimes infamous mentalist that had his big run back in the 70s making 61 appearances on the Johnny Carson That's show. God bless it. I, I knew he was on there a lot, but 61. He's 89 today. So uh, famous because he found certain items that were given to audience members of various shows, including checks that he got for his his uh, performances while he was in a soundproof room, but infamous because he occasionally wouldn't find the items. <laughs> and, and in 2002, he predicted a mass alien life form sighting in Las Vegas. So hundreds of people camped out waiting for this big event of all these aliens coming in. But alas, the only elves that were identified were the drunken, broke gamblers from all over the world as they stumbled up and down the strip. Uh, by the way, uh, the amazing Kreskin, I left a, a BD gift for you at one of the interchanges of the turnpike in New Jersey where you hail from. Good luck finding that bad boy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, legendary and not afraid of being controversial radio TV personality, Howard Stern is 70 today, Scott. The big Oof. I'm sure uh, much fun and libation sensations will be shared by all of your fellow show pals like Jackie the Joke Man, producer Gary Delabate, and the lovely and ample-bosomed Robin Crevers will be Surely helping you usher in your seventies, my man. So quite a you know, quite a run that this man has had on terrestrial and internet radio, Scott. And finally, uh Rob Zombie. Well, actually not finally. Uh Rob Zombie is another one after that. An American singer, songwriter, producer, filmmaker, and professional whack job, Mr. Zombie, is still being a super beast and is more human than human, <laughs> and apparently is never gonna stop as he slips on Jake Kensel's jersey number 59 today, Scott, for Mr. Rob Zombie. And then, uh, and then finally. It's a shame, though. I didn't have the zombie ice. That's right. For the show. Jesus Christ. And then uh, there's actually a couple more. Jesus Christ. I didn't realize that this many. And unlike his rockets, which occasionally come crashing to the ground, the billionaire founder and executive chairman of Amazon, I've ordered a couple things from there, Scott. I don't know about you. A couple, is, yeah. is still orbiting the Earth as... He, like Mr. Stern, has a milestone birthday today, turning 60. Woo! And the most uh, current count of JB's fortune has him with a wallet fattening $176 billion. That's after divorce. Dollars. And the man of mystery says $100 billion. He's a little bit off on that. $176 billion is the current showing of his wealth. That buys a lot of new launching pads there, Scott. That's right. For his uh, rockets. And finally, we finally get to finally. Melanie Chisholm, a.k.a. Melanie C., and given the moniker Sporty Spice, mm. when she was part of the famed female pop group, the Spice Girls, is the big Mike Singletary today, another big birthday, number 50 Ooh. for Melanie C. A report surfaced, actually, Scott, is little known uh, about this, 
a report surfaced that earlier today, uh, Mel C was ordering from the menu at Chunky's, a local Liverpool <laughs> fast food restaurant over there in the UK, her native area. Uh, so so uh, the witness, witnesses uh, heard her changing her mind several times, initially asking for the burger meal one, then the burger meal two, then finally settling on the uh, spicy burger meal. Sort of apropos for Mr. Ms. Sporty Spice. Right? But anyway, after she made her final selection and stuck to it, uh, the chunky staffer on duty was overheard asking Mel C, Sporty Spice, is that what you want? What you really, really want? <laughs> <laughs> so that is the event and uh, birthdays of all the people that 50, 60, and 70 some people turned today, Scott. Later. Woo! How about that? Good call, good call. Uh, I know you wanted to get into uh, some of the uh, NIL uh, stuff and romp, so I'll let you take it away. Sure, and I, I will just blow through this because your tire being blown has you know, put us back on the schedule a little bit. And by the way, <laughs> I wanted to ask you before we get into the rompage, when you finally had the assistance of somebody from your, your wife's uh, running over the curb tire thing, was it Uni, Roy, or Al that helped out? <laughs> that's that's my big question. <laughs> it, no, it, anyway, it was uh, uh, it was the uh, the famed uh, AAA player. I wondered about that AAA. Yeah, that's why I told my sister. I bet AAA had to be involved. But anyway, on the Rompe, so the uh, so w- w- the only thing I want to say about the NIL and the portal was it's definitely changing the landscape of college football and basketball from recruiting to competition balance, et cetera. We're, you know, we're, you know, right now, look, the, the inmates are running the asylum and, you know, good for them because back in the day, as I like to say to some friends of mine, when we talk about this, you know, the NCAA, you know, they used to just take all the money, at least most of it. And the schools would take the rest of it and they would just all get on somebody's boat and just, have some cigars like a couple of gentlemen and just take the money and run. Now it's like the NLL and the portal and everything has changed a lot of things where now, you know, coaches again in these sort of second tier teams, they have to be concerned about when they recruit somebody, Scott, because it's like, yeah, you say you're going to be here, but if I'm at Iowa and then USC comes, because same thing i would throw it back to Pitt with um uh their receiver there that uh now with the minnesota vikings uh help me out uh who went to usc and oh, is now oh, with a, oh uh, uh starts with an a um uh uh um, yeah so so the so the vikings receiver i'll try to stand up here yeah jordan addison you know goes to usc for the money and does this thing. And he, look, he contributed mightily to Pitt before he left. But this is becoming now more the rule than the exception. And I think what you're going to see is um, when they go to these 12 playoff teams <clears throat> and more people are going to be involved in the playoff, but you know, it's going to be the top four or five teams. I think the Clemson's, the Alabama's, you know, maybe Texas, Oklahoma, you know, they're going to join the, the SEC, which is coach from Washington, who now is a coach of Alabama is going to find out, you know, it's, it's, it's hard going to be even harder to win in the SEC 
that there's always that uh, there's always that out front scenario with the NIL, and, and I know you you look at this a little bit, but what do you think about that as far as the inmates running the asylum? Yeah, no, I, I agree 100 percent with you. It's just a, a, a slippery slope, and uh, you know the you know the chickens are coming home to roost, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, to me, it's I, I'm I'm not sure how they sort it out. Um, I think uh, it was in a Florida state that was just slammed with a uh, a, a bad uh, NAI deal, NI, NIL deal, and it yeah. sounds like they're going to, you know, potentially get some uh, uh, transgressions uh, assigned assigned to them. So we'll see how that that plays out. But uh, you know, it, sure. it it's just you know, it, it's it's tough, man. You know, money. Uh, you know, corrupts, and you know they 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 want to figure out a way ar- around it instead of just doing it the the right way. And um, you know they and as you succinctly pointed out, you know these these kids have been used for years and years and years, yes. and, and didn't get anything out of it. And Correct. you know both the universities and the NCAA. I mean, to me, the the big thing that needs to change is you know the the NCAA almost needs to go away because. Yes, these super conferences are going to have more power than the NCAA. So you're going to have to reconfigure that in in, in some way. And I'm not sure what the solution is to that, but you know, that's, that's kind of where I sit right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Great, great commentary. And I I think it's just a fluid thing. That's going to be year after year. They're going to have to uh, see how this goes because you know, you here's, this is something my nephew Derek pointed out. And I, I kind of agree with him. It was a great point. I didn't think about it. Was that if, if the the she she trendy thing that's happening now is these big players that are going to be you know top NFL picks in the first couple of rounds whatever they're opting out of these bowl games yeah you know I mean and and, and we're not talking about like the pull in weed eater bowl we're talking about like a, a New Year's Six bowl yeah. I mean can can he pick it opted out of his no he did but what what he thought with the NIL thing and the money if that's the case. Then they need to give that money back to the university. I mean, they. I mean, if that's if you're going to do that, that's fine. That's 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 your prerogative. Is that uh, that one song, my prerogative, which I can't remember that, that person did that. Um, but it's like there should be some type of ramification at that point. If you're if you're going to be having these New Year's New Year's Sixish type of bowls, and they're like the biggest joke one was the Ohio State game. Just an absolute abomination. Ohio State played. Who did they play in that damn bowl game? It was like six to three in like the fourth quarter. Was it Oregon? Who did they play? I can't remember now. I, I did. Say, if you can spin this up while I'm chatting, Ohio State's bowl game. It was an absolute, complete abomination of a bowl game, and it was a. Which, it was which a year? Big, what's that? Which year? This year. Oh, okay. This year. So they. <clears throat> played this bowl game and, and uh, so many stars in this game uh, opted out, and it wasn't even a competitive game. It was, it was actually like a, uh, it was it was like a you know how they have people have those uh, uh, turkey bowl games when you and your buddies get together and and just play a game before Thanksgiving right. or that Wednesday before Thanksgiving. It was uh, completely a joke, and so. Um, we're we're gonna we're gonna get to the where. Now next year is gonna change a lot of that because twelve teams are gonna be in. I get it, but I mean, 
that bowl game with Ohio State when they played in that game Missouri. was a, a, a classic example yeah. of like a, seven to three against Missouri, right? Missouri, right, right, Missouri, right, exactly. The Cotton Bowl. Now the Cotton Bowl is a big ass bowl game. It's it's one of the it's one of the big four. It used to that, be anyway. That, well, no, I mean it's in the rotation of yeah. national championship college football venues. So yes, right, seven, and it was just brutal. I mean, I remember watching it go, and this was just, and it took like uh, till the end of the game for for the the outcome to be decided. But I don't want to get too much of it. I just want to say that I think this NIL thing is such a, a fluid fluid thing, and the portal, which I think that at some point there should be a limitation on how many times you go in the goddamn portal. Sometimes yep, these guys agreed. are in college for like six years. Right. It's like between, of course, COVID gave everybody an extra year of eligibility, but. You know, these guys are – Keaton Slovis is a perfect example. That mother effer went in the portal like three times. Right. It went to Pitt, USC, Pitt, other – I mean, it's just uh, incredible. So I don't want to get too much into that. But but the last thing I want to just bring up is, you know, we haven't had talk about driving in a long time. I want to just <laughs> – I, I want to throw a question out to you because you have a, a, a lot – Late mo- later model of the vehicle than I do. And then I'm going to pose this as a question to you first. Do headlights now systems in cars, and I'm just going to pose this as a question, do they have the ability if your headlights are on in the, like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, which is still, I'm blinded by the light Bruce Springsteen style, yeah. by these fucking people. Just put your daytime running lamps right. on. You don't need your headlights. When the sun's on, it's blinding me in the face. Do they have the technology like newer vehicles to automatically dim if they see another car coming. Yeah. So does that happen now? So yeah. That. So my, my car and, and Allison's car, <clears throat> which I'll get into in a little bit. Um, yeah, they they have auto high beams. They can sense okay when another oncoming car is coming, and then they turn the high beams off. But these people are using them in the daytime, like at two o'clock in the fucking afternoon. The high beams. Yes. Yeah. Because I see them dimming, and sometimes I'll throw my hands up as they're coming to me. Because the sun's coming this way, their headlights are coming to me. I'll go like this, and I'll see them dim. I'm like, why the fuck are you have your headlights on anyway? Like, just put your DRLs on. Right. That you you want to be seen. I get that, especially on all the gray days we have in Pittsburgh. I get it. You have your your um, fog lights on or your DRLs. Fine. Slow ride. But fog your hat. headlights. Your, I mean, and people will have their these dear crazy. You know, paranoid people will have their 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 uh, high beams on coming down Brand School Road. Well, you know, there's traffic coming up and down, and there's, right. and there's houses, and right. you're not in the backwoods. And I see these people. Some people, I pull into my complex here at Hunters Point, and people pull in the complex and they turn their high beams on. That's crazy. I'm like, what are you doing? You're like in a you're like in a, a complex. So anyway, I just had to belt that out about. And the last thing I'll just say, and I'll throw it back to you over your little uni Roy and Al scenario that happened to your, uh, your wife's vehicle. But uh, the slowest molasses lane changers, this this kills me. So there's two people. So you know when you're coming up to um, a light where there's a left-hand turn, or it could be like turning into, like, say, Whole Foods. Right. When you're coming down Perry Highway, you can go straight through the light and everybody's going fast. And, you know, there's a little left-hand turn that will go into Whole Foods. 
just go into that lane. These people take like they take like five hundred feet to drift over to the left lane when I'm gonna be going straight and their tires are still over in the right lane where I'm at. Just go into the lane and go up and turn. Right. They're they're like waiting till they get to the light to get their right wheels over to the left. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. you want to go straight through. And they're like taking their time. And I, so I can't get past you. And you wait till you five, 600 feet to get over to the left. That kills me. Yeah, I, it, it just common sense and, and yeah, basic driving common skills. Sense. Basic anyway, driving the last skills, thing I want to say is, and I'll, I'll throw it back to you for your little. No, I, you know, the, 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 the Union Royale, which uh, they're actually not Union Royale tires. They're, they're Continental. Well, yeah, I was just making Yeah, yeah. Fun, but so my, my bride was. Uh, taking my stepdaughter up to the school to catch a bus to go cheer a basketball game from right. North Hills down at South Fayette, which is great. She's on the cheer team, right? Yeah, yep. yep. Which uh, yep. Uh, Whippy Old Champions, by the way. Oh no shit! Yep, I'm going to going to uh, Hershey right. in two weeks. Um, nice. But so she dropped her off, and and you know there was a thousand people up at the school near the middle school. It's dark. Right, right, it's right. rainy. She doesn't want to you know run into anybody, and and she took a turn just a little too sharp and yep. the rear wheel hit the curb. I've done it. And it flattened the tire. Flattened the goddamn tire. Flattened the goddamn tire. Hopefully the rim's <laughs> not bent. And then yeah, that picture you and, sent. And, and then she yeah, then she, she calls AAA. She's like, yeah, there's no spare tire and there's no donut and there's no inflatable donut. There should be. Apparently I mean, not. And I'm I like, might. well, I know they're not run flats because you're flat. <laughs> I mean, uh, they're usually buried back there because I have a lot older car than your wife yeah. will use. Well, so should, I, I, so I'm wondering if, find if, it? if there's a feature back there that, that caused them to not put it back there. So it, uh-huh. it was raining, and by the time I met her when he was dropping off the car at the, the, the tire place that, by the way, is now closed on Saturdays, I guess. I don't know when that happened. but Right, right, right. Um, that's a whole other rant that I'm not going to get into. But, uh, you know, I'll certainly look at it, but I'm like, well, if, the, if there's no spare in that car, that might be the last Hyundai we get. I know you've got one, but yeah, to me that's just if it's if it's not a run flat, it's got to have a spare. No, I mean, um, well, I think you should dig into the back of that because I had this happen one time with my vehicle when it was not that old, and I didn't realize it was even there because I had to lift up the thing, yeah, pull open something else, yeah. and it was there. It, it was there, so I, I I think you need to dig in there because there, there's got to be one in there. Gotta be. Uh, I I would think. You didn't but see it. That, I I didn't dig into it. The the, uh, the tow truck driver helped her out. Yeah, so we'll find one. But but look, nobody was hurt. Yeah, that's you the know, good so news. That's the biggest thing. And and you know uh, you got things eventually taken care of, and you're able to come back and, and do this. But uh, but so I want to uh, finish this out with. I kind of want to go back because I kind of like missed this because I wanted to do some quick predictions before we get to piece the fuck out of here. So I'm, I'm going to make some predictions because we, you know, we've got the NFL coming up here. We've got a, a high temperature of two degrees in Kansas City tomorrow. Um, we have the wind and the craziness and after the snow in Buffalo. And, and by the way, yeah. two, two degrees in Kansas City and Tua has never won a game under 45. And their team is their team is decimated with injuries. I mean, that just, it really is. It's, it's, a, it's messed up. They do, they do have one secret weapon, not so secret. They do have Tyreek Hill that can be a, just a 
game changer and, and, and him leaving Kansas City has affected Kansas City. But I'm just going to go through it. I, mean, I don't want to go too granular into this, but I'm just going to make some predictions without going game by game predictions. But I'm just going uh, I to – I, I said earlier I'm predicting – a loss by Pittsburgh, but not by a lot. Right. Probably just a they're going to cover goal game, or I think they're, I think they're going to cover the nine and a half or ten, whatever gets to tomorrow. And he's obviously low scoring with not tomorrow, but Sunday. <clears throat> so I'm just going to go and, and and just do my thing and say I see your Baltimore Raven. The way they destroyed uh, Miami, the way they destroyed San Francisco, I, I see the Ravens and the 49ers who's been kind of the class of the each conference almost all year um, because of uh, a couple big players that they have on both sides of, of the ball and Baltimore's defense being so prolific and also with um, the, the running back for the Niners that he got from Carolina um, McCaffrey and his ability and Debo Samuel and, and, and whatever. I'm I'm looking at a Ravens Niners Super Bowl, and I'm only saying Niners because of the disruptive defense with Boza and some other people, and because I hate the Ravens. So I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with that, and I I think that uh, Kansas City and and some other teams get through, uh, and in the NFC, I think that the Eagles. I think they're playing Monday night against the Bucks, even though they've been pooping their pants for like a month now. I think being at home, having rested people back, they beat the Bucks, who are in a shitty division, and they get there to like the, maybe the conference final. But my pick is Baltimore, San Francisco, with San Francisco winning. Do you have anything you want to add to that? No, I mean I haven't looked at it past. Uh, yeah, I'm sure the, yeah. The, fir- the first week. I think I think that's reasonable based on on what you said and what we've seen so far uh, coming through the stretch, you know, the last half, you know, last third of the season that, that that's certainly reasonable. It's, it's, you know, hopefully the, the, the games are enjoyable and, you know, there's, there's no blowouts sure. and there's no six to threes either. You know, and, and <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the NFL has got it right. They have the, they have the Saturday, Sunday, Monday thing going on. I mean, they, 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 they've, uh, they've capitalized on all their, I mean, I like the Texans over there. I mean, I'll just gloss through quick. I like the Texans. Uh, uh, over the over the uh, the 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 Browns because uh, they've been kind of messing up a little bit, but I, I still like, I like the Chiefs, I like the Bills, I like your I like I, the only upset that I would kind of look at is your Packer over the Cowboys because you know yeah, what I like that they've been playing a lot better the Cowboys and and their and their quarterback has really Jordan Love has really really thirty two touchdowns Scott. With eleven interceptions, he's really been coming on. I like your Lions too, and I could see them being in the in the conference championship. So I, I like that uh, scenario. The but, only thing I I would say about the Lions is like uh, what the Juju uh, Smith Schuster uh, once said about the Browns: uh, the Lions, is Browns the Lions. is the Browns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I until guess they're not that. right. Until they're not. Well, until they're not. But but you know what? The Lions have uh, and the Rams are kind of a. They've come on a little bit lately, but but Detroit's been like good all year, and they got screwed on that uh, that. Oh my god! The, not not the, not that mental the guy brain farts. I mean, they literally should. I mean, at this point, they should be 
they should be 13 and four, uh, except for that referee not hearing the guy reporting for the two point conversion, which they would have won. So, and Stafford's had a monster year too, uh, 4,000 yards, 24. And so it's the it's it's the, the the interesting part about the Rams Detroit game is it's it's the it's the trade that they made with Mathers uh, Stafford yep. and Jared Goff who changed teams and now they're playing each other so yep a, a lot of good stuff I I was just throwing out there who I would thought I mean just because it's starting now I thought it was worthy of uh, uh, throwing it out there but I, I wouldn't be surprised the only team I wouldn't be surprised other than the Niners. I think Detroit has a chance to be there. They really do because they, they've been really good all year. So I could see them maybe weaseling into – if it's not the Niners, it would be – to me, be the uh, Motor City kiddies getting into the big game. Well, so. we'll see. I mean, you know, <clears throat> it's uh, – you know, I'm from, a lot of I'm from Missouri on that one. I think that they, you know – Tell me. Yep, exactly. So uh, is that uh, – I think that's everything, huh? I think that I think that I think that wraps it, buddy. I'm, I pre- look. I appreciate you wraps dropping back in up. after. I almost texted you saying, "Hey, if you want to just bounce this thing to another day, but you, but you came back in and, and, and let us do this because there's a lot of stuff happening in the next couple of days, sports wise. So yeah, a lot of stuff to cover tonight. I think we did okay. Yep, yep. All right, Dave. I hear the music in the background. Let's uh, let's peace yes, on sir. out and uh, we'll uh, we'll see what's happening after uh, week one. Sounds good, man. All right. Appreciate it.